the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ray Dunnigan. <clears throat> that was a yawn. Sorry about that. That's okay. This is, we're doing two podcasts in one day, which can either be a great idea or maybe a bad one. I'm not too sure. Mm. Well, I'm, 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 I'm in person visiting, so might as well just knock it like a... Might as well knock out two while I'm here. Yeah, they're ten times easier to do them when you're in person than they are to do with, like over the internet and all that fun stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Always those kind of weird things of... Yeah, gotta, gotta do more podcasting because you know it's like working. I'm surprised over like it's been. I guess by this point, it's almost been three years. It has been three years or almost three For years. For the podcast, yeah, we're actually coming up. I think on our fifth year, so it'll be four no, years. It can't be because 2011 was when Dark Knight Rises. No, came 2013, 12 or 13. It was 2012 for Dark Knight Rises. Oh, was it? I thought it was 2011. Maybe I'm wrong. Then. Same year as Avengers in 2012. Because I was like, the world might end, but at least we're getting Dark Knight Rises and Avengers. Oh, okay. So then we're going on, I guess, four years coming up. Shit, really? Yeah. Fuck. So the lack of things I've accomplished in those years. <laughs> well, we got to 230. Eight episodes of the podcast. Oh, well, we are That's more than most people get. We're almost at 250. We're almost at 250. 250 will be here before we know it. I know. We like Pokemon Silver and Gold. It's a good thing shit keeps on coming out because it would have been one of those things where, like, I, I've been waiting for that day where we come in, like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? We've had one of those. We had one of those episodes once where, like, it was literally, like, the most burnt out week possible. I remember we had, like, that stalemate. It was just like, fuck. Fuck you want? What, what we gotta talk about? <laughs> no, I didn't do anything. My life fucking sucks. I think actually, I think I, I came to the conclusion the that I was drinking a twelve pack every single night because I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't fucking <laughs> And I'm mutated. And then we get to those points where it's like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Uh, was that the one where I was just reading shit off Craigslist? No, I'm, no, we literally got, there was one episode where, like, it just literally broke down, like, we were like, fuck, what are we going to talk about? I don't know, we got, like, 20 minutes in, and it was just, like, we, we like, literally just tripped, fell down a flight of stairs, and was there at the bottom, just kind of like, ah, fuck it, ah, ah, like, you didn't know what to say, like, you're like, it wasn't like that where you fall down the stairs and you get up and you go, Oh, that was kind of cool. You're like, yeah, let's do it again. Yeah, like, I remember when I was a kid once, I fell and, like, I was holding this pillow and I rolled down the stairs and somehow I landed on, like, my head and then I was standing up at the bottom and it was just like, what the fuck? Like, that was like a miracle right there. What the hell just happened? You know, that was kind of cool and you know that you could never, like, do it again. That was a one-time deal. From this point on, it's just going to be bad, you know? <laughs> I remember, like, I mentioned this kid before in earlier episodes. There's, uh... For like long-time listeners, they know what I'm talking about. But if you're a new listener, and you don't know this. There's the term we use for it called "jerk off Johnny," which that's when you were a kid. That was the kid that like he was the bad influence. He was kind of like the first kid to have a pornographic magazine. The, the first kid, kid to have a mature rated movie and game. And his parents didn't really care. You know, he you, probably didn't really live with his regular parents. They were like either 
His grandparents. Yeah, maybe uncles, step parents. It was something something separated the two of them. And it's like he would go to his house and he lived with his grandma. She had like four or five cats. She smoked in the house. His room was just blatantly, it was almost like Kenny's room. It was a mattress on the ground. Budweiser, no Bud, Budweiser bikini calendar from three years ago. Uh, PlayStation 1 sitting on a center block with like an old like antenna TV. <laughs> yeah, turn you know? knobs and everything. But could have been black and white back in those days. And sometimes for fun, he would like take the uh, he'd take the uh, uh, mattress, slide down the stairs, and the mom. Let's just say his name was Chaz. He'd be like Chaz, don't do that. And also, he just do it again. She wouldn't do nothing. She wasn't she wasn't getting up. Yeah, grandma did. was cool as shit. She just went to sit there and watch soap operas, but she was cool as shit still. No, yeah, that was the one thing is those jerk off Johnnies. They always had like the coolest parents. And like they I remember he even or grabbed, whoever was guardian. guardian. Them. <laughs> yeah, coolest guardian. Yeah, that's a loose term. Because one time, just to prove how tough he was, he grabbed a bottle of uh, vinegar and started chugging it. <laughs> yeah, which I think could fuck up your liver. But we don't know. We, we'll have to find him. And I haven't years. really. I can't find this particular kid on Facebook. He probably doesn't exist unless... He's probably off the grid now. He's off the grid. He's, he's like fucking John Connor. He's he probably like, fighting like, a T-100 or a T-800 right now. Or he's like, you know, like... Bur- or he's like, you know, like... He's like a paid pyro. He burned down his building. He burns... Burned down buildings! He burned down the building, you He burned down his buildings for money. Well, he gets like the Bart Simpson job where like Bart's in the future and he's like destroying buildings in Las Vegas. He's like... <laughs> yeah. Something like with a Seth Rogen laugh here. Well, technically like... Bart Simpson's almost like a jerk-off Johnny. Bart Simpson is a jerk-off Johnny. He just doesn't come from a broken home. Yeah, that's true. And his room is a little bit more in one piece. Yeah, he's a little bit more modern. It's strange enough, because, like, even though the Simpsons almost, like, come across as that they are more of, like, this dysfunctional, like, worn-down family, but, like, when you just kind of look at it... They're just not, buried. Yeah, they're, they're just, like, kind of, like, average Joe. There's not, like... You know. Homer and Bart, it's actually just on the male side. Just the males of the family are fucked up. <laughs> yeah, because really, like, Lisa and Marge, they're all actually pretty wholesome people. Maggie can't complain shit about Maggie. Maggie has it together for being a baby. So, yeah. You know, she's Sorry, sometimes being like an alien. What? Have you seen some of those episodes? Oh, there's the like... Treehouse of Terror episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she, Maggie even, like, she shot, like, well, no, what? She, she like, shot like, Mr. Burns. She shot Mr. Burns. She threw a rock on the uh, EPA, uh, EPA guy's head in the uh, movie. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so she Maggie's done some shit to save the day. But no... Jerk off, so jerk off Johnny, where's it going with jerk off Yeah, I don't know, where the hell you're going with this, you're just like retracing old stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, no, but you're talking about like falling down the stairs, jerk off, this particular jerk off Johnny would always slide down on his mattress, and the thing is, there was, it wasn't like a spiral staircase, it was more of like, one fleet, turn on a flat platform, back downstairs, but stopping it were these were these strong metal bars, so it'd slide down, <laughs> ping, ow, <laughs> do, that do it again, again. yeah. Go down the other one. <laughs> Bang! Ow! Yeah, jerk off giants would always set you up for dangerous situations. They're like the kind of guys that would go to like the swimming hole and they'd do like a triple backflip, like corkscrew, like off the top, and then like say, "Hey, now you do it." You're like, "No, I'll just gonna like pussy slowly pussy! like pussy made my way up the pussy." Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with living. <laughs> I I know already that I've seen that video before where the four guys jump off the hotel building. And the first guy makes it into the pool, the second guy makes it into the pool, the third guy makes the f- pool, the fourth guy gets his feet caught and falls and hits the sidewalk. I don't want to be the fourth guy. No matter <laughs> what in life, I don't want to ever be the fourth guy, so I'm going to make it as safe as possible. Yeah, and then there's also, like, there's also the shit, like, you kind of, like, the, the dad from out of town would come in and just some drama would happen. Like, is this your fucking, you just got there at the, like, wrong time, like, is this your fucking skateboard? Like, 
Um, like, should I fucking I tripped on it in the fucking driveway. You're just coming. Should I? Should I go? I'm sorry. Should it's I? Like, go? No, no, dude. It's okay. It's all good. My, my dad only comes by on weekends. Yeah. Fuck you, Dad! Let's go. Because <laughs> the skateboard starts getting away. Can I crash at your place tonight? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I guess. He's like, you got a pantry? Um, well, it is the 90s, so somebody must have is one. Is there Cheetos? Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Probably? Okay. <laughs> this might almost have been even pre-Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Cheetos, uh, 90s were total, was ten, total Flamin' Hot Cheetos. I don't remember Flamin' Hot Cheetos. This could have been middle school. Uh, yeah. Jerk-Off Johnny extends to middle school. Yeah, well, Jerk-Off Johnny extends. I've been like 20 years old and you can meet Jerk-Off Johnny still. <laughs> you know? They, they they grow up just like they don't just like <laughs> disappear and one day it's like whatever happened to Johnny is like oh, he just fifteen he just you know mutated and flew away or he just grows a tie and a suit he's like oh and the next thing you know he's got a regular job well, he's, he's like going to my mom he's that kid who's like job. seventeen years old and has a regular job and everything like that dropped out of school well jerk off Johnny's they can be when they grow up they can be some of the most interesting people like they got some fucking stories they've been they seen and been through some shit or can just be like no i just you know i play xbox i occasionally do like a trim job for my friend down the road and he gives me a discount on pot um i'm really good at call of duty yeah i got this tree cutting business that i sort of kind of sort of work on the weekends yeah <laughs> you know like one of those ones i kind of forgot to show up to the last few you know uh, you know like but they, they gave me a bonus yeah they're like what yeah, it's yeah. Molly. They pay me in Molly. Yeah, you know, fuck it. But yeah, that's the thing though. Jerk off Johnny's can grow up to be really interesting people, or the latter. We'll yeah, just they, they, they're such a wild card in life. You just never know where they're going to take you. They could be kind of a derelict later in life, but they could also be like super far at the top. Like somehow, some way, they achieved everything. Deadpool, when it gets down to it, is really a jerk off Johnny. I think that's yeah. why he appeals to so many people. Yeah, because he's jerk off Johnny. Because everybody knows a jerk off Johnny. Some people are jerk off Johnnies, mm-hmm. you know, but. I think everybody's been touched at some point by Jerkoff Johnny. And mostly because Jerkoff Johnny's were sometimes always physical people anyways. They'd want to like maybe wrestle you down. You'd be like, oh, no, I'm not really into that. Like, I don't really like touching. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't touch me. Can't, we just, on, man, can't cool. we just sit here and play Super Nintendo? No, I like our PlayStation. Game. Let's, let's wrestle. Yeah, let's wrestle. We'll wrestle in our underwear, too. That's, That's what the, the Romans is, did. That's the thing. There'd be always those kids like... I, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't really, like. I remember whenever kids like in middle school to like elementary school would wrestle. It would always like at some point, one kid would do something to the other. They'd start crying. If I'm gonna tell my mom, no, 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 dude, don't, 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 don't. Oh, sorry. We'll just we'll like you could have my you could have this bag of Cheetos or whatever. Or yeah. like you know well, you could you could have my turn the next Smash Brothers round or something. That would always happen. I remember one time it was like I was crashing the friend's house and we were wrestling. It had to be like third or fourth grade. And I didn't watch wrestling. I just thought it was fighting. Yeah. So at some point, I punched the kid in the face. So you're fucking like, <laughs> yeah. I thought I just punched him in the face because I thought like I didn't. I, I I really didn't know the difference between wrestling and fighting. So yeah. I was just like, okay, boom. Ah! <laughs> I thought that I thought we were. I thought that was wrestling. Oh, I thought we were. Playing. I just saw that Fight Club movie. I thought that's what we were doing. <laughs> this I could. We probably could have gone our whole lives without admitting this right here. But we actually remember in. High school, we actually ha- started Fight Club. Oh yeah, I do remember that. We actually started the Fight Club, and like, my goal was not to be involved in the fighting part of the Fight Club, but to turn it into a profit scheme. Well, you were in the first two. Like, I remember the first like because it didn't last too long. It lasted like, maybe three weeks. But it'd be, it was like the dumbest thing. It was like it was totally. It wasn't like all the rules of Fight Club. It's like you take your shirt off, fatty. It's like no, it wasn't none of that. But it was the whole thing of like okay, par- Spencer's parents don't get home for another like. Two hours, 
Let's do this in the kitchen. That's clearly the safest spot. Here's some boxing <laughs> gloves that Spencer got for Christmas one year. <laughs> yeah. And we're all just gonna like box right in the kitchen. And surprising, nothing bad ever happened. It was no. all. It was always kind of very fair, above the belts. Yeah, boxing right in the <laughs> boxing in your kitchen with people like taking making like small bets. Yeah, I don't know what it was because my entire life I've never been one of those hands-on kids. I never like. I never was like. Well, I like wrestling as part. You were spanky. You were spanky. Yeah, you were like, trying to. I was trying to make a scheme of everything, but I never want. I, I was never getting my hands dirty. Let's just say that that was like the whole thing. You were Eddie from Ed, Ed and Eddie. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I never was one of those kids that would like. You know, just like you know, like some friends you'd have over at your house, like when you had like three friends over, and then two of them would be fucking wrestling in the corner. Mm-hmm. Like you know, to me that always just seemed weird, and I don't know. I just. <laughs> Never that. Or, you know, they're going to be the kids fucking throwing punches at each other and stuff. This still happens at this, this day and age. It, you know, 30 years old, you can see people still doing this. It doesn't change too often who you are. I just remember, like, we were all watching a bunch of... We were going on... I think what started the Fight Club thing is we were all just watching... We were, like, having a movie marathon of, like, you know, a bunch of Bruce Lee films. We just got done watching, like, I think, Ong Bak. Like, dude, you got some boxing gloves? And just got, like, all, like, cranked out on Mountain Dew. Like, yeah. all right, let's fucking do this. I remember it was me and RJ. <laughs> Well, that's the thing too, because like, yeah, somebody would always be like, like, no, you're gonna block me here. That's the only way you can get, you can eat dinner tonight. <laughs> there used to be like those weird rules you do as a kid, where like you would set up a scheme, like this is how you're gonna earn your dinner. I remember one time back in the day, I remember this story. I think we said this before. But <laughs> I think we might have, but it's been a while. We were playing the fishing game, I was Sega Marine Fishing, on the Dreamcast, and I had the controller and everything with the fishing rod and shit. All right, let's let's actually. Um... This, because everybody had one of these kids. This isn't a jerk off Johnny. This, this, this is another other kid. This is Whiny Willie. Yeah, wh- we get your. Come on, Whiny Willie. Everybody had a Whiny Willie. There's a Whiny Willie, and what a Whiny Willie was, and everybody probably knows this, he was that friend who at fucking 10 o'clock at night, when he was supposed to be spending the night at your house, would get so homesick that he would call his mom and be like, Mom, can you come by and pick me up? So, are you not having a. T-? And like, the mom was just like, for fuck's sake, just stay there. We, it's not like she knew that you weren't having like a bad time. It wasn't like, you know, Spencer's like kicking me in the nuts every two minutes. It was just more like, like literally, you could be having the greatest time. You're like, dude, this is great. We're playing games. We're having a great time and everything. And then all of a sudden, you'd be just getting like this homesick. And you're like, what the fuck is this bullshit? You know? It, like, My thing that I find funny about this is this is clearly a kid who has like... Like like a separation anxiety. And some kind of social... five minutes down the road too. I know, but here's the thing: it's clearly a kid who just has something that needs that needs a little bit of attention, a little bit of help. So rather than being kind of like, "Hey, man, stay. Let's have fun." You do. Oh, if you want to fucking eat, guess what? You gotta do. <laughs> we were all on this together, but this had nothing to do. We're just explaining whining Willie. Whining Willie. So he so he calls and like your fun night has now just been ruined because as a kid there was nothing you looked more forward to than having a friend come on over and fucking gaming the fuck up and then watching some radar movies or something like that. That was just like a weekend experience. So now that's kind of ruined because you're like at fucking ten o'clock. You're probably cranked up on some kind of diet soda because that's probably all your mom had at the time. It was the fucking nineties, <laughs> and your buddy's gonna leave. So now you're like, well, fuck. What am I going to do now? Well, I'm going to sit here and play video games by myself. And it's not the time when you can call up another friend and be like, hey, can you drive on over? No, because it's fucking 10 o'clock at night and their parents aren't going to fucking drop them off. And they're 10 years old. Yeah, they're 10 years old too. So you have to always kind of deal with this. And then, like, there would always be those other kind of problems. But going into the story now of playing Sega Marine Fishing on the Dreamcast with the fucking fishing rod. With uh, Cisco. Cisco was here and then we had um, whining, I want to say Whistling Willie, but Whining Willie. (laughs) 
And we were playing it, and we're like, okay, so the thing is, that we're going to have, like, this score limit. You, you get a high enough score, and, it, you know, you got these levels. So, you know, you can start off where you get, like, some fucking saltine crackers. That's, like, level one. Level two is you get top ramen, but it's not fucking cooked. You get, like, half of it, you know? Level three, you get the cooked top ramen with some tang. <laughs> and then level four, you can add, like, a string cheese on top of it all. It's like, it's like a pentacle. So working our way through, me and Cisco are catching the biggest fucking, like, you know, marine mammals out there, marine fish and everything like that. It's so like, fucking, you got a swordfish, you got a fucking shark, all this stuff is great. You got fucking. a fucking sea cow. Yeah, exactly. You know, that was in the game. All these things. And then Willie here, he's fucking catching, like, the littlest fish that you didn't even know fucking existed in the game. You're like, I've never seen anybody catch that. And then there's, there's a part two of <laughs> This just sounds like such a dick this kid. This is the movie. fucked up part. But there's a part in the game, it's all like arcade-oriented and action-packed. So like when you're, you know, reeling, it's got like, you know, Van Halen-like music playing and everything like that. And there's an announcer guy in it. So he's like, oh yeah, you got it on the line. Yeah, reel that shit in. And you're reeling it in. And then if you break the line because you just couldn't fucking fish very well, the line would break and be like, oh no, line break. And then every single time that would happen to Willie, we would literally be like, oh no, line break. Just adding to it. The thing is, these guys like sneak up on him, like both sides, like to his ear, like both sides. Oh no, line break! Like right as it happened. No, that was actually a combinational story from like when Brandon was. Okay, the same guy. Yeah, so the same kid. Actually, the same one he will. Because there's more than one, but same one he will. Well, here's the thing. Let me end that story first before we go any further. In that process of all this stuff. He never could catch anything, so his meal plan barely even fucking scraped the saltine. Like, that was like, we were only giving him saltine crackers, maybe, for the fact that... <laughs> Out of generosity. Yeah, like, generous. I mean, okay, I'll say this. In the long run, we weren't, like, told dicks and just said, like, hey, you can't have anything. I mean, we obviously said, okay, no, we'll fucking make everything up, and it's all good. But <laughs> still, as far as the game goes, that was the whole point of it. It was like, it was like a challenge thing. We're just trying to make fucking bets out of life in video games. And with food. <laughs> so, oh, at some point, there's this other kid named Brandon, who's basically almost like... I don't really know how to explain Brandon. I don't think he'd care we use his name or not. But he was you just, want to know what he looks like, if you go onto our Old Man Orange page, there's an old high school video we have called The Warriors of Provo, and he's the other guy in that one. He's okay. the guy that's not me. So he does exist on the internet. Okay, there we go. So basically... So he's part of the Old Man Orange legacy. <laughs> Legacy's a stretch of the world. Okay, that works, though. We'll try and work up to a legacy. We all have to have our year one stories. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, Brandon was just kind of like, you know, he's like, uh, he's a little bit of a cross of, like, kind of a nerd and a little bit of a good old boy. Uh, he's a big comedy combination. Well, he's that thing that, like, at least in our generation, I see a lot of this, where I always call him closet case. Like, I don't want to say nerd, because nerd might be but you know what fucking, I mean. I wasn't yeah. trying to be a dick. But he was into, but he, like, he, but Star was, Wars, Star Trek. Yeah, but, but he I know kind of he, kept it bottled up. There's a lot of these guys that, like, they are really fucking into comics, and they're really into video games and all this stuff. But their dads are so like, fuck that gay-ass shit. You go out there and you fucking mow a lawn and play some goddamn football, because if you read a fucking Spider-Man comic, you're never going to get laid, and your guys are going to be butt-fucking in the back of a Mercedes that I happen to fucking own, and I don't want to walk in and see that. Here's a shotgun. Go get some dinner. Yeah, go get dinner, because that's what a man does. And I, there's, I meet those kind of guys all the time, and I think it's getting farther and farther away from that. But there's a lot of people, and the second that they get to, like, 20 years old, it's almost like equivalent of, like, an Amish person being released from the farm for, like, a bit. <laughs> and they just start going out, they're like, cocaine's amazing! 
thing. But instead, these guys are all like, oh, they buy like a copious amount of fucking comics because they're like, I could never fucking have these. They start like snorting them up and everything yeah. like this. They're like, Daddy wouldn't let me have them. He was mean. He starts burning like Flash and just starts snorting issues of Flash. Yeah, like that. they get because now they're they're free. They're like you know they can you know. They, they can be loud and proud and, you know, walk around like, Daddy, you can't tell me I can't wear this flash shirt. I am a superhero now. <laughs> oh, shit, he's gay. I knew it. He's gay now. He's running around, zooming, <laughs> fucking blowing his train horn. <laughs> you watching always... that red zooming boy? No, Dad. Zoom is the enemy. Zoom's the guy in the yellow. Oh, no, no, oh, no. He knows the insides. Uh, 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 wh- where's my football stat card? Re, I must read this so I don't seem like such a fucking nerd. Dad's not that much different. No, it's different. So basically, we don't too much on that. But basically, Brandon was a, he was a, he was a really good dude. But he would like there's nothing he enjoyed more than occasionally fucking with a, a certain like one of one of two teachers. <laughs> And Wine and Willie. Yeah, Wine and Willie. Wine and Willie's not Wine a real and Willie name. was literally his neighbor. So he got more interaction with this guy than anybody else did. So at the same time... It was kind of like... It was almost kind of like a Deadpool and Bob relationship. Like, he literally... Would, like, he, he would always hang out with them, but he would always just make his life miserable. But regardless, Wine and Willie really enjoyed, like, Brandon's... And I, we want, we want, well, first off, Wine and Willie's a good dude. Yeah, but bottom he, line, he was a good guy, but as a child... If you have, like, in a sense, problems, your friends will always exploit them. It's just a kid thing, because I don't think you have that kind of, like, level yet that you get when you're an adult, where you can kind of, like, go, oh, okay, well, he has these problems, we probably shouldn't, like, just make fun of him. I'm not trying to single out this kid, but every group had that. But just just like a jerk off Johnny, everybody had that one friend who had... Everybody made... He was the center of every... He was the ass end of every joke. Yeah, he he would always just do the stupidest shit that would just set him up to be the punchline of a joke. And... And in any constellation, I was like one step away. At one point in time, I wasn't... Not that I was so fucking one, like, stop it, you guys! But when I first moved here, I was kind of hanging out with a group of rednecks because I didn't really know nobody else, and then I was kind of... <laughs> you realized that you were wine and I was the real. I realized I was the ass and joke. I was the wine and willy, so I was So like, I made sure to make friends with another wine and willy, so... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Threw that fucker under the bus. No, so I just kind of got out of that group, like, fuck you guys, ain't nobody's wine and willy. Ironically, they got another Ryan to be their wine and willy. <laughs> So Ironic, was, but then, but then, like I was like, okay, good. They got, they, they already got a wine and Willie. I'm just the new guy here. <laughs> <laughs> but what were we getting at? So basically, one time, like he was trying to show us the end to, because uh, this uh, Brandon, he he loved Star Wars, and he was trying to, sh- and they were trying to show, um, wine Willie was trying to show us the end of Jedi Outcast because he got he finally beat the game. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, check this out, guys, check this out, and then like you know he's showing us the end of the game. And then Brandon would lean in and just go like, Mah! he just make random noises out of nowhere. Just makes this kind of switch. Like, Brandon, stop it. I'm trying to focus on the game. And he's playing, right, once I beat this level, I'll show you. And then like, he's trying to show us the end of the game. He be, he's fighting like the lizard guy. You fight the end of that Jedi outcast. And then he leans in next to his ear. Yeah! Like dies. Like Brandon, stop that. Does it again. He's playing the level for a little while. Leans in right into a very important part of the game. Leans in. <laughs> Brandon, stop that! And he like pulls him down, puts his mouth to his ear, and, like runs out of the house. That's fucked up. It's fucked but up. You can't but help it's but kind of chuckle. You know, you can't. <laughs> you can't help but chuckle with that kind of shit. You know. Oh. Uh, remind me of uh, 
That other story we were talking about with... Uh, we said... We're just kind of like a rehash episode. This is almost kind of like a greatest sense of childhood. <laughs> yeah, childhood greatest Which will actually lead into something else that's sort of childhoody. But that reminds me of like... Um, we were talking about the story yesterday, which is another one. Um, fat Andy? Yeah, fat, the Fat Andy story. See? Oh, it, this is... <laughs> wait, I'm just... The whole time, you got the I'm jerk off Johnny. Then you got the... You got the I don't want to keep saying Whistling Willie. <laughs> the wine and willy wine and willy and then you got the fat Andy kind of friend which there's always that fat kid he's not really even your friend he's just that he's not your friend but he's, he's literally like, like the fattest dopiest guy ever and it's not like you're really mean to him but he just does stupid shit once again that sets him up for a laugh I'm not even trying to be mean this kid was just I never really even tried to associate with this kid I'm not saying that's a dick <laughs> I didn't even want to be a scene with him like, I just didn't so I just didn't really he asked me to go over to his house once and I said I have plans I'm sorry well, it's one of those. I like, stayed at home that weekend <laughs> in my room, staring at a wall. But that was more important than hanging out with this kid. I feel like no. I was gonna say I like to think of myself as a nice, progressive person. But every so often, I'm like, let's talk about childhood. I'm like, I was a little shithole. God, I think everybody sort of was in just different aspects. <laughs> you know, I think I think it's rare to find there's very few kids that were never like, I was the perfect child and I did nothing. Wrong. It's like, no, and they no. grew up to be serial killers. Yeah, that's mostly what happens. I think you got to be. You like, got to get that, all that little shittiness out of you when you're a kid. No, and then there was a story of Fat Andy, where it was he was in like gym class, which is never a good place for anybody who's <laughs> fat. A weightlifting class of all things. <laughs> yeah, to top it all off, especially in high school. And there was a fire extinguisher, and he was playing with it. See, so we should. There's a buildup. So basically, we had this. We had like the teacher. Cool guy, but this total right-wing, kind of good old boy. His name was Redface Watson. Red, that was a nickname we had for him, Redface Watson. He was a very bright red face. But he was a good... He was like a total good old boy, but he was a good guy. If you want to know anything about him, it has nothing to do with it. On oldmanorange.com, there's a music video for a band that we shot back in the day, and they had a song called Redface Watson. It has nothing really to do with it. But yeah. But no, well, it kind of makes sense. You hear that song, this is, What do you want from me? Which is like a screamo <laughs> band, which is clearly... Oh my god, that that epitomizes. I'm thinking about this particular band. Their band name's Daenira. Daenira, because yeah, you have because it's like some of the first stuff you did. Because I think that this is actually shit you did. You recorded some of their videos back when they actually did the concerts. I thought you shot there with me too. Who's the other camera? Oh no, it's Cisco, I guess. And yeah, because I I wasn't at that, but it was that like basically. It's basically this this venue where a bunch of like local screamo bands went, and it just thinks like yeah, screamo was total high school shit. Now I'm thinking back on it. One song exist. was all about Pokemon. The other song was all about complaining about a gym teacher. This was fucking high school as fuck. Well, I think one's just called Brock. Brock took stole my, my misty. misty. Yeah, yeah, Brock stole my misty, which sounds as high school as fuck, anyways. And then yeah, red face because it's emo. Like yeah, I lost my girlfriend, but it's based in Pokemon. Yeah. And then also, like, and the gym teacher told me to work out, but I said, fuck you, I want to play some Xbox. Yeah. Actually, I don't know what the lyrics are. I remember, like, one of the main lyrics is, what do you want from me? I remember that's a... Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. I played bass in that band for, like, a little bit. <laughs> and then You're I just the, the traveling bassist. You don't even want to be the bassist, you just end up as the bassist. I know, I, yeah, just once I just play bass for people, and that's just what I do to cruise the world. But, um, yeah, so imagine the super good old boy kind of... Te- uh, even though we're not in Texas, you kind of had a Texan accent. Like, I'm going to tell you, so- let me tell you, sons of bitches, something. Kind of had one of those kind of accents. Yeah. And he did not like the Sandy kid, but he's just like, you know what? As long as he just sits there and just stays out of my way, I don't give a fuck. Okay? Yeah, he was one of those. Watson wasn't going to go to any stretch to get, you know, like the kids going. He wasn't one of those ones like, come on, Andy, you got to work out. You got to bump. You want to be fat for life? Come on. He was just more like, 
He chose his path. Yeah. <laughs> I am not... This is a life choice. I probably get paid $13 an hour. I am not going out of my way whatsoever <laughs> to make my job any harder. So basically, in, you know... Andy would usually just kind of sit there and just do the hand exercise with the what was one of those crunchy things, those handlebar things you push together with oh, your yeah, hands. Oh, yeah, the grip exercises. He'd primarily do that. And then one day, he's like, i got to get good at jerking off. No. <laughs> uh, this kid doesn't need any more things making fun of. We already got, like, this whole odyssey about him right here. But um, <laughs> one day you- the kid gets up and walks over to a fire extinguisher. It's just sitting there. He stares at it. Now, I don't really know what compels you to do this. Naturally... You think? I mean, I, I'm not not trying you, to defend you him too much. Pull a safety pin out like it's a fucking grenade. Yeah, exactly. You actually got to pull. You have to pull a safety pin out. Regardless, I don't know what you would still drive you to this to even try it. But some kid probably pulled the safety pin out like four weeks before. And no one noticed. <laughs> yeah. And he pushed down on the handlebar, and then the thing flips around, sprays on the side of the wall, spins over, hits the ground one more time, sprays up, and fucking it's shooting fire extinguisher everywhere, just covering the fucking room. Doesn't, not, not really the whole room, just a small little section. It doesn't get on anybody, but just, it was noticeable. Let's say that. It was noticeable. And like a lot, a lot of the foam just kind of sprinkled around everywhere. And then, Brandon, being Brandon, said probably one of the worst things possible for this moment. He just turned around and said, Andy, you fat! Fuck! And that's where the kid screams, I didn't mean to! And then he starts <laughs> running fucking outside, fucking fat jiggling and all. And he's out there crying. And if this was a movie, somebody would have came out there to comfort him. But in real life, nobody shows up. Watson looks and just goes back to making check marks on his board. $13 an hour, fuck that. Yeah. And then, so it's like, and I actually told that because, I don't know, a few days ago, like, I was... I was talking to my roommate, and he had a friend over, and we were just bullshitting, and somehow we were just talking about almost similar shit like this, like fucked up shit you did as a kid, or in high school, or whatever, and I reset this story to them, and then there's this pause, and I'm like, I know it's, I I know it's fucked up, but I was, I can't help but kind of laugh at it, then the guy, the the other guy's like, yeah, it is pretty fucked up, and we're just kind of quiet, we just all start quiet, and they just all start just... We all just start laughing. It starts slow. We all just start laughing. So there's some things I don't eat as fucked up as it is and mean as it is in the situation. You can't help but kind of chuckle at it. No, yeah. That's just kind of how comedy works. It's like you, you laugh at what's different. I think it was Mel Brooks said, I stub my toe. It's a tragedy. Someone else falls down a manhole and dies. It's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's kind of how it is. But what this sort of all leads to, I guess, not childhood, because really childhood, PlayStation Two. But we, yeah, PlayStation Two, same time period as a lot of these things, anyways. And there was a game called Ratchet and Clank that one I never fucking played. <laughs> I never played it either. But I will say it always did kind of like sort of capture me. But we, you know, here's the thing for us. I think it was just a couple years out of our zone of like when we would have picked up a game like that. Funny thing is, as I'd go out and buy the new Mario game or I'd buy the new Sonic game. But Ratchet and Clank, it kind of was at that point where, in a sense, I was probably m- way more into Final Fantasy and Grand Theft Auto and what would have been that time period for fucking GameCube. Yeah, uh, True Crime LA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you, you would have been more excited to pick up True Crime Streets of LA than you would have been to play fucking um, Ratchet and Clank. You know, that was a time uh, period maybe. of playing a lot of Resident Evil. A lot, so more mature games, more teen State games. State of emergency, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, you're at like, the age of probably around 14, 15. So a game like Ratchet and Clank wasn't going to totally appeal to. Would you play it and still have a good time? Yes, of course. But at that time, I just kind of... And I always just saw it came out. And it's just like other games. There was Sly Cooper that came out, you know. 
didn't really interest me. And also Jack and Daxter. They Jack and Daxter, cool, is but I never one, played any of them. Jack and Daxter is a franchise I did get into. Yeah. I really like Jack and I really do like Jack Two and Jack Three. But when there's a Ratchet and Clank movie coming out, one as a gamer, I feel like it's our obligation just to go and support it for the fact that. If Ratchet and Clank does good, this only helps out the rest of the video game world. This gets us closer to our Sonic movie. This gets us closer to all these other things. If this movie kind of tanks, we all know what happens. People go, oh, fuck, video games still aren't popular. Don't fucking make any more. Or don't make it like the source material. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, the one thing about this is I always kind of had respect for the franchise because I heard nothing but good things about it. And people always say how fun the game is and all that. And I always liked the design of the character Ratchet. I always thought his design looked Yeah, he looks cool. Clank looks cool. And then, um, so, and I I heard they were trying to make a movie, and the movie was going to be made by the actual creators of the game. And made by PlayStation 2. Like, that's like the studio is coming from. It's like, oh, so Sony's full on. It's not just like an outside party, you know, buying the rights and making it. No, it's full on in-house development. So, and I can get behind that, but then we kind of saw the movie, and I'm not, I'm going to just, I'm going to get this part out of the way. Um, it's not bad. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but it really it's fun. It, it's okay, really. It's just okay. Yeah. Well, here's kind of the downfall, I think, to it, is, okay, yeah, I know it's based off a video game, but it's more of a kid's movie when it should have been a family movie. And what I say by that is that's like the difference between the Lego movie is a family movie. And that's why a lot, all walks of life can generally watch it. Maybe if you're about over the age 50, that movie might be a little bit intense for you. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, somebody from the age 5 to the age 49 can enjoy that movie quite a bit. Another movie like Wreck-It Ralph, that should have been also a family movie, went towards the kids' route, so it makes it end up being kind of dumber humor. Now, Ratchet & Clank, it has some really funny moments in it, some really ingenious stuff in it, and some good things going on. And overall, it's a fun movie. But it does kind It's really weighed down. Yeah, it is weighed down a bit, and they do do the thing where they're just throwing jokes out left and right and hoping one will stick. And yeah, after five jokes, yeah, you're going to have a good one. But sometimes those first four jokes are kind of like, oh, well, slapsticky, why is that in there? I'm not too sure. I don't know, maybe in the game, I don't know if that kind of hubers throughout it. Maybe that is kind of a part of it. Maybe this supposed to be kind of slapsticky and kiddish. But I kind of thought that they would maybe take it a little bit more serious. I guess that's my kind of thing. I guess there was no... I mean, I, I knew there's going to be a lot of humor within it. Well, yeah, I was it, expecting it to be like, this is Ratchet. <laughs> His life's dark. He's a mechanic. But shit's going down. The galaxy's going to blow up. It's like Christopher Nolan presents Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. No, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting something that actually... Because here's the thing. There is no real serious moment of the movie. And even the moments that seem like they want to be character building or somewhat... There's Siri. a joke right after it. There's so a joke right after it. It breaks after. the mood really quickly. And then on top of that, it's also, like, just given the tone and everything in the movie, I mean, the villains, there's basically mainly two main villains. And these two main villains, neither of them are really threatening in any way. And they're, they're very kind of stereotypical, too. They're, they're very stereotypical, and they're very just kind of like, there's nothing, there's some funny scenes with them, and that works good, But and like, I'm fine with that, but there is no part of the movie... Where I had, I mean, I know it's, people are going to say it's a, it's a family movie, and I get that, and I'm not expecting... Well, it's not a family movie. I know, I know, but... I think, it's a kid's movie. We got, it definitely is a kid's there's a, movie. That's the thing, is I always have to get that across. There's a big difference between a family and a kid's movie. Swiss Family Robinson's a family movie, because, like, anybody can kind of watch it and really enjoy it. But then you get things like the Digimon movie. That is a fucking kid's movie, because... No way around that. Yeah, there's no way around. Where this right here is definitely a kid's movie in that aspect. And there are some good stuff in it, and... 
it's it's I, I I guess the other thing is I know it's made by the creators and maybe what works in a video this is gonna sound dumb for a second because it looks exactly the same, but what works in a video game. My, because you know, here's a, here's some villains you're fighting. You kill those things off quickly. You move on. I think that certain characters look really interesting. A lot of other characters though look very like cut and paste, copy, stereotypical like robot aliens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Ratchet and Clank kind of stand out to me. Um, some of the members of their special team stand out, but then you have like the main villain who looks like a you know. Evil, like, evil mad Steven scientist. Looking, like, oh, yeah. Businessman, Captain Republican guy. Then there is the other guy who... Pretty much looks like Brainiac. Yeah, Brainiac. But he's just, like, the stereotypical, like, cartoon evil scientist. Yeah, exactly. And there's other characters throughout it that just didn't really stand out, really. But, like, other characters would. Like, I think the, the John Goodman character that owned the me- mechanic shop, he, he he stood out a little bit. No, yeah. He, he, that, was, that was some of the really good ones, was he was there... And then you had Stallone as sort of like the main sort of like... The right-hand man. Yeah, the right-hand man. He guy. stood out. And he stood out. Not just because he was Stallone, but just because the, the design of the robot stood out. He was kind of rusty. He was kind of falling apart. He looked actually somewhat intimidating in comparison to other characters. He's, yeah, he's kind of this haggard warrior robot thing. But, you know, and I think the thing, too, with this... It's almost like when I once again I've never played Ratchet and Clank, so maybe my view of like what that game's all about is completely different. But I just assumed that it was more of an adventure game where you're running around going different places. Where this movie didn't feel like it went nearly as many places as it probably could have. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're mostly either on the same planet or they just went up to space to fight off in the spaceship thing. Like it didn't really go a whole lot of places. Mm-hmm. For being like this big space movie, in a sense, it was almost kind of like Green Lantern, where he's sort of stuck on his main world most of the time. Mm-hmm. And they, like we said earlier, they throw like jokes out like every five lines, every or every every two lines almost. They're just like they're just like making it rain just by throwing yeah, dollar bills you. out. You know, just one of them's joke, gonna joke, stick. Joke, 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 joke. And don't get me wrong, like probably of every joke they throw out, one in like probably five, five are are, are pretty good. And then there's like, maybe an occasional chuckle. But, and it's not, you know, there's like a part that I thought was really clever, which is a guy gets thrown off a building, and he has the Stockholm, is it the Stockholm's the yell? Wilheimer. Wilheimer scream, yeah. A guy gets thrown off a, off the edge. He's like, ah! And the Wilheimer scream, and then he's all like, some guy's like, Wilheimer! <laughs> you know? no, yeah, because I thought that, for, you know, the last 40 years of them using that guy's scream, and the fact that they just kind of almost draw attention to it, like, that guy was Wilheimer going over, like, <laughs> that was hilarious. And there, there's moments in this movie that are fucking Fantastic! I kid yeah. you not. There is some great stuff in there. But I do feel they kind of ruin it by trying to be too jokey when there should be moments that should be kind of heartfelt. Like, there's a point where Judd Goodman's trying to, like, tell Ratchet. I know it's later on in the movie, but he's trying to tell him, like, hey, you don't have to just do big things to be a good person. You gotta just do what's right, or whatever he says. He says you don't gotta do big things, you just gotta do the right things. Yeah, you just gotta do the right things. But then they kind of, like, it, it's this whole point where, like, Ratchet's all fucking depressed because he fucked up and all this shit. But they throw in that John Goodman's on this fucking elevator thing, and the thing's all messing up, so it's going, rocking around, falling yeah. around. And it's like, we haven't like, seen that before. And it just, it ruins the mood, is what it does. And it's like, you could have had this real heartfelt scene. You don't have to have comedy in it, but it had that problem that, a lot of times it's a problem that sequels have for movies, where they just turn into, like, comedy laugh fest. Or even, like, this is almost a problem that I even have, like, in the Avengers, where they're throwing out jokes, like, so often, it's just like, we're not here to watch, you know, the Avengers, the sitcom. We're here to watch Avengers as the superheroes. A joke here and there is fine, but don't fucking weigh me down with it. And in this one, that's kind of where it was, where it's just like, please, you know, just calm it down a bit. Just pull it back a bit. 
All the really good jokes, leave them in there. All the half-assed jokes, just pull them out. We don't need them. There's even like some of the smaller jokes they pass by. Like there's a character voiced by Rosario Dawson, and she's an alien lady, and she actually her design actually kind of stands out because I said a lot of the designs look very generic, but her design kind of stands out. Yeah. And there's a part where you know she's basically the tech person. She's like the brains of the operation, but she's just forced into a broom closet to do all the work. And her scenes are actually pretty well, and there's a part where she says something to the lines like, yeah, it's good to see uh, someone here that's a little new. These guys are always shoot first, ask questions later. The guy that stands there just spinning his gun, like, I'm sorry, what'd you say? You know, so it's small things like that that are in there a lot that work. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I think the movie, I I like self-aware humor, but the movie's almost trying to be too self-aware, like rub it in your face self-aware. Kind of like, it'll be like... Show and destination. Evil bad guy ship. Cue bad guy speech in three, two, one. My sp- my minions. You know so yeah. And that happens so much throughout the movie. Yeah, it. it I think that's it. Maybe that's what the game's all about. Because this would be an. Int- I'd like to talk to somebody. I don't think think I know anyway. This might be the game that Wine and Willie would might have played, but <laughs> I don't want to bring the game down. But like, it just kind of reminds me, like, because he was always the one who was a little bit slight. When everybody else was playing Grand Theft Auto, he probably was still the guy who wasn't allowed to play it yet. So he probably was playing Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way, but that's probably what it was. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, um, it, I would be interesting to see what somebody who plays the game and really grew up enjoying it would say about this. Because mm-hmm. maybe that's how it is in the game, and maybe that's part of it. The game's charm for the people that did play it. Maybe they like that kind of stuff. So I don't know, but to me, it just felt just as of just a, a movie that was a little bit too much to have too much of that self-aware and too much slapstick. Because slapstick's about that's the only type of comedy I really don't care for. Slapstick is not really that funny. It's mostly, like, cheap laughs that can work. I'm not saying they can't work, but I just think that most of the time... That's why movies like Scary Movie, I think, I don't find them really funny. They're more kind of retarded. Like, a movie that would use slapstick really well... uh, Well, actually, same director... Uh, Edgar Wright is fantastic at slapstick because there's he that never part. He really has that much slapstick. He has a little bit. Like think of Scott Pilgrim for a second. There's that part right when like um, that's like barely in those movies. There's it, well, there's I'm not gonna pretty, say it's not like there's some pretty big moments where it is there. For instance, like right when like um, right when it's like also, it's also mainly the timing, but it's like right when like uh, what's the Chinese girl's name again? Um, uh, fuck yeah! God, what's her name? Uh, Something uh, Chow uh, Knives yeah, when knives. knives when Knives comes to visit Scott, he says, "Is Scott here?" He's like, "Hi!" It's so obvious he's hiding behind something for a second. Are you sure he's here? You see him dive out the window through like like that's pretty yeah, yeah that that right there's a little bit slapsticky. And then they have like similar moments and these and like it doesn't always mean like someone's tripping over, but it's just some kind of like more visual comedy. And he's just like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, he's gone." And then blurred out behind her, you just see him running off in the distance. Yeah. You know, so I think and this movie has a lot but, of that it, kind of stuff, but it's a little too much of it. Like there's a part where, yeah. like, um, like I don't know, like, like I don't like they'll, they'll they'll almost do like intentionally. This happens uh, several times in the movie. They'll intentionally have a bad joke just for someone to like very sarcastically or nonchalantly go. Oh, that is so lame. You'll have a good handful of moments like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. which I feel like. There's some jokes that they have in there like that that might have worked five years ago, mm-hmm. but now it just seems like I've seen other things that try that stuff, and I don't know that self-aware stuff. I'm kind of that, that's a that's a iffy place to try to travel because when you do some self-aware humor, sometimes that can take you into like the total wrong direction where it just seems kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one that I thought worked pretty good where 
the bad guy's like, start the deplanetizer. And the one guy's like, start the deplanetizer. And then, like, later, it's like, okay, whatever. Then that's a good setup for later, because he says something like... He just screams it out, like... He just screams out whatever the other guy says. It's like, start, like, like, set the set the destruction beam! Set the destruction beam! Like, how's life at home, Jeff? Great! You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, like that, those kind of moments, Well, that, you know? that was a good one, too. And then kind of, there's another, there's, like, small jokes, too, like... The, I guess the other kind of main character of this is there's of the Crunk. main team. There's the yeah, he's like the most stereotypical superhero. Almost like this one's too is a hard one to pull off. And I know, and probably if this is pulling straight from the game, it is. I you can't really get away from it. But nowadays, you look at that and you kind of go, "Well, that fucking seems like an old." It, it, I don't know. Maybe because this game's like a two thousands game that things sometimes seem pretty dated in this movie. Mm-hmm. But still, whatever. There's this character who's like, oh, I'm always full of myself. Oh, I'm the coolest guy ever. Look at me. Oh, I'm a superhero. And he has, like, all that kind of machismo going on and whatnot. But I like, because at first he doesn't want Ratchet in there, because he's like, hey, hey, that's my stick. You'll take away from my thunder. You know, and then eventually Ratchet ends up kind of saving the day by using his magnet thing. And then later on there's this picture, there's a billboard, and Ratchet finally gets added to the team. And just, it's small things like this I think are fucking hilarious, where it shows all the team members all lined up, and Ratchet's kind of like on the front. And you just see the green, like, superhero guy just has this dirty look on his face, looking over him like, he took my fucking spot. (laughs) Like, glancing over at him. Yeah, like, on a billboard. (laughs) So there there is really good stuff in this movie. So I don't want to pull this movie so down where, like, because I know we're kind of breaking it down and punching in the balls, it seems (laughs) like. After we were like, we really want to see this movie. We hope it it's not. Let's put it this way: it's not a wreck at Ralph. It's this movie's at least no. Worth, it is fucking. It's worth. It watching. is fucking like the Citizen Kane compared to Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> this movie <laughs> is CG def- movies. It's definitely worth watching. I just think it's probably more of a Netflix kind of movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, but go fucking watch it because it's goddamn it! If you want your Sonic the Hedgehog movies and all the rest of the shit coming out, you better watch this movie or else it's never going to come to you. <laughs> It's just that bitter pill you got to swallow, hoping it's going to help everything else. Yeah, and and I think that's sort of it. Going back to because these games are those ones where I will say it's kind of a weird pull to make Rat- Ratchet and Clank because I kind of once again we weren't part of the generation of Ratchet and Clank because video game generations are kind of short. You know, I mean, like there's a period where something's really popular, and I mean, not saying you can't go back in time and play games, but sort of if you missed that window, you kind of missed it. You know, what last I mean? Ratchet and Clank game that wasn't this reboot or like a remake, whatever it was that came out that ties into this movie. Uh, last one I can think of was 2010, 2011. So there's one on PS3. You're saying? I believe so. Because I think there was a trilogy on PS2, or at least. The- Two or three of them or so. I believe there was at least one on PS3. Because I thought what happened is I thought that... Because it's made by Insomniac, which made Spyro. So here's a perfect example. Spyro was for our kind of generation. And that was a game that I played a lot of. was one and two and so on there. So when Ratchet Clank came out, it was kind of for the next generation of kids to play games. But I thought that they kind of did the same thing. Because I always thought Insomniac and also um, Naughty Dog were those kind of people that... Like Naughty Dog had Crash Bandicoot, one of the most popular games of the 90s. Like did them so well... And then when the PS2 came, it was like Crash was like, "Hey, you guys taking me on board?" Like, get the fuck out of this car! Get the fuck out! We don't want your fucking shit here! Get the fuck out! Jack oh! started kicking him down. Like, just get the fuck out of here! Pulls his shotgun out. It's like, who is it? Crash looks. Who's that guy? He's our new best friend. Unlike you. Whoa, 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 whoa! What's gonna happen to me? Well, guess what? We let Universal buy you. They fucking grab him and start pulling. He's like, no, no, no! Going on, we're gonna hoe your ass out. You going on the Xbox? You staying at PS2? You're going to GameCube? I can't go there. They're doing, they'll do horrible things to me. <laughs> then it's There's all like fucking Mario and Sonic are in the back of the van, smacking their fists together. Like, okay, let's see here. Fresh meat. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> fucking Master <laughs> Chief balls. Fucking, like adjust himself. Like, oh, I might be new, but my dick's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic's all like, I haven't been raped yet, but I'm gonna rape you first. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, God, I'm glad someone else is here. They're they're gonna do this to me, but I'm gonna jump in so they don't attack me. Master Chief's like, after Sonic's done, he's like. Leans in close, like, grabs his shoulder, like, boy, you're next. What do you mean? I seen this document. You're coming to Xbox. (laughs) 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 It turns into Exorcist for some reason. (laughs) Yeah, fucking Master G. And Mario's like, well, guess what? I got the same sheet, too. (laughs) He just turned like, no, no. It crash. It gets slammed down the side next to crash. Both of them are just fucking over. over. (laughs) Over. It's like there's Jack the watch. He's like up there when he's got sunglasses on with Dexter, like looking down, like there's guys in the back taking fucking notes. <laughs> well, like, well, Jack, uh, Dragon Ball Z is big right now, so Super Saiyan hair staying. How do you feel about a soul patch? <laughs> it's like, and then they look down, and there's just there's just like a dead body of Spyro, like <laughs> broken and mangled, just roadkill. <laughs> yeah, they, nobody even knows what happened to him, but all all they know is fucking. <laughs> Crash the song. They make eye contact for a second, look down, make eye contact again, going like, oh, fuck, that's us. Because <laughs> that was the thing, though, was like, those companies, it's, it's amazing. And then funny enough, too, is, uh, once again, <laughs> Jack should have probably fucking seen this coming because there was... <laughs> he stayed on PlayStation, though. They never put him yeah, on Yeah, but, but then six years later, though, fucking... Nathan Drake <laughs> comes Nathan in. Drake comes up, the same scenario happens again, where they're like, who's that guy? He's your replacement. <laughs> but, but I'm cool, I'm hip. Not cool enough. Pulls He's sh- got suaveness going on for him. Look at him. Ladies want to fuck him. You, you're probably fucking that animal. He's like, I'm not fucking Daxter. I mean, I know there's those weird photos and stuff, but he was just trying to... That's rule 34 and shit, but... <laughs> yeah. And also, like, you're like, give me the trimmers. No! They pull, like, a sh- they pull, like, an electric shaver. Take his soul patch. No! Because <laughs> I want to think, too. It's like, they literally, like, Naughty Dog's just... No, that's why I was kind of like, I wonder, like, after this next Uncharted, because they keep going, like, this is the end. They literally get it. We've seen this happen many a times. So it wouldn't be uh, unheard of for them to go, yo, Nathan, get the fuck out of here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on, guys. I mean, like, what? It's like, no, no, get out of here. He's like, what's this down there? They throw him, like, in this pit. There's just, like, fucking Crash Bandicoot's, like, dead corpse. And his sister, and then, like, all the other characters from there. And then there's Jack and Daxter. And Daxter's like, I'm still alive. I live off the corpses of who gets thrown down here. <laughs> and he's like, like slowly like crawls up along the wall, like looks at him. Yeah, what if, he, what if like Jack, like like Nathan Drake can't move, but like his legs broken, like like Dax is all like, I'll fix it's it. Fr- it's fresh. He's like bites into it, like he's alive. <laughs> he's all rabid, like foaming at the mouth and shit. So yeah, so you know, if you're a character at Naughty Dog. You gotta be a fucking fearing for your life because Naughty Dog gives no flying fuck about you after about six to eight years. Is as funny as that is, right there, I will say I think Naughty Dog's more like, you know what, we did a good job with this. Let's move on to the next before character. we fuck it up. I think that's what they do. I think because they only because have... we saw what happened to Sonic. Yeah, Sonic's yeah, like really, Sonic's like what's what's the biggest news that Sonic has coming out right now for his twenty fifth anniversary? Um, there's some downloadable characters. For the aunt, for the little like mobile game, Big oh, the Cat, <laughs> Big the Cat's fishing, and then oh yeah, we got some merchandise coming out that's twenty fifth year themed. So, is there new any new game? No. Was there a remake of anything? No. 
What about a new movie? The movie coming out. Oh, 2018, nothing else to talk about. Maybe it's PG-13. We'll see what happens. Can we at least get a Sonic Boom 2? Oh! Fuck you. Yeah. No, I don't think at all. Well, the Sonic Boom TV show is doing good. So that is something about that. The game, I never played the game. I love As a Sonic fan, it was actually a really good game coming back to it. But I think if you weren't a Sonic fan, you could probably care less about it. Mm. But uh, the whole thing about, like, I'll say this about, like, Ratchet and Clank, though... Even though I did enjoy it, it was like, there was that part where, um... What was I getting? Well, back, going back before we go there, the whole point, okay, we got lost on Naughty Dog, but Insomniac was kind of, they, they did the same thing too. They, they had Spyro, Spyro did really good for them, they kicked him in the fucking ass and told him to get out of the car. Then they had Jack and Dax, or not fucking Jack and Dax, they had, uh... Sly Cooper? No, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, yeah. I can't remember who did Sly Cooper. I want to say that was almost somebody different, though. And then I think, because isn't Insomniac's the guys that did the, in, um... What's the superhero game that was on PlayStation 3 that was really big? Superhero game that was on PlayStation... Oh, in- Infamous? Infamous. I think they're the guys that made that game, if I'm not mistaken. And it was almost like they kicked Ratchet and Clank out. Like, fuck you guys. We're making this now. I mean, they still own them. They didn't sell them off. They didn't fucking take them down like in chains to like some like dingy black market. You know, it wasn't fucking like... A black bag over their heads. Yeah. Like, well, those ones like... And there's a bunch of guys in business suits sitting there, like, eyeing them down, like, taking out little, like, microscopes, looking, hmm, opening their mouth. Oh, this one looks fresh. Yeah. They're going to lick the set of his face. Yeah. He's still fun. got boyish charm. <laughs> so, like, okay, they, they didn't totally sell them off, which I still always think that was, like, one of the dumbest things they could have done for Crash Bandicoot, because I still think that Crash Bandicoot, even if Naughty Dog didn't make it, if PlayStation would have just hired another company to take it over, that could have been, like, the a, still a huge mascot for PlayStation, because... In the long run, like, when they did, like... Like, PlayStation has these, like, micro kind of uh, mascots, I guess you can say. They don't have a Mario or Sonic, but Crash Bandicoot was the cr- closest thing for it. And now it's kind of like... You know, like, then they did that PlayStation All-Stars battle game, which was yeah. a really fun game. Was Crash even in that? No, because he's not PlayStation. He's... Yeah. he's- He's all. He's a, he's a free. What was dumb to me about I that guess, is they know. had they had like Big Daddy from Bioshock, which Bioshock is multiple generations, and it feels more like Dante, an Xbox game more than it feels like a PlayStation game anyway. Yeah, and Dante from the new Devil May Cry was on there, and he wasn't no longer he was no longer solo like PlayStation. He was also Xbox. I mean, I will say Raiden, Dante at least feels more of a PlayStation kind of. And then Raiden from Metal Gear Solid from Metal Gear Rising, which once again I will say that's multiple generations. That's, that's multiple generations. I will say. That one still feels more like... At least those characters kind of feel... Well, they had a big impact on PlayStation, but it was kind of dumb. It's like, you can afford to buy all these guys? Why can't you get fucking Crash Bandicoot in there? I'll be honest. Even though I'm glad he was in Brawl, like Solid Snake felt like more like he, he would make more sense on a PlayStation game. Yeah, I'll say it. Because here's the thing. I, mean, I was glad he was in you Brawl. You could say that yeah. he was definitely on Nintendo before he was on PlayStation, but his role on Nintendo was about three games, you know? Yeah. Was, or four games by that point, because you had Twin Snakes. Mm-hmm. But... Still, one of those ones, like, I always kind of thought that I was dumb with PlayStation and Naughty Dog and all those other guys just to, like, kind of kick their, like, mascots to the curb and just say, fuck you guys, get the fuck out of here. One I think it also comes down to, I think that they realize, you know what, at the time, Sega and Nintendo, they got the cute characters, they got Mario, they got Sonic, let's just focus on the more mature shit. And I think that's really well. Because you can say it's sort of like Microsoft's angle at it. It's like that's what Ma- Microsoft... who's our who's our mascot? It's a guy in a spacesuit with a gun. Yeah, Microsoft and his dick hanging out. And my- Microsoft, <laughs> <laughs> he's just ready to go. <laughs> it just says "Born to Fuck" at the bottom of Halo One, <laughs> tattooed tattooed across his dick. 
So, I mean, like, I, I do get Every it. Every Spartan gets it. And sort of, I guess you could say, even PlayStation, they kind of evolved almost with their fans, maybe what they want to say. Mm-hmm. is Even though PlayStation started off with mature games right away. But you could almost say, like, if a kid played Crash Bandicoot, when they got the PS2, maybe they got older... So now they got Jack and Daxter, because that's almost like a perfect teenager kind of game, like early teen game. Yeah. And then when they got the PS3, well, now they're kind of almost an adult, so let's give them Uncharted and fucking Last of Us. Mm-hmm. So you could say that, yes, they did kind of, like, you know, evolve with, like, maybe, like, their 10-year-old gamer who in 1997 was, and now by the time that PS4 is out, they got that. So I guess you could say that. Maybe they did look at Nintendo and Sega, who, well, Sega didn't, you know, I don't know about Sega. Sega, nobody was probably looking at Sega as an example, but <laughs> they were looking at Nintendo, and they're like, well, the thing about Nintendo is Nintendo lots of times stuck with their, like, original characters. Because they'll always be kids. They'll always be kids. Like they'll always be kids, and Nintendo kind of almost says that. And the thing about Nintendo is they can make a really good fucking kids game that appeals to adults because they're good at making family shit, not just kids stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is sometimes the difference between things. But going back to, like, Ratchet and Clank, what makes it kind of a weird one to choose for a movie is just the fact that it's almost like, you know, because there's certain games that don't keep, you know, going on. It's almost like if you made a Crash Bandicoot movie now, it would feel kind of fucking weird. It would seem almost yeah. too late. And I almost felt the same thing with Ratchet and Clank. It felt like, well, that was real popular between about 2001 to 2006, maybe, if it's, that even. Like, I guess the next step down would be, like, coming in 2018, Buck Bumble. <laughs> you mean uh, uh, Bubsy? No, Buck Bumble. Was that on St. Genesis? That was a Nintendo 64 game where you played as a bee. Oh, laser yeah, gun. that's right. Yeah. And that's like nobody he, remembers it? Yeah, see, those games, like, nobody remembers. But, like, there's kind of those weird ones. That's the next step down. Ratchet and Clank's is Yeah, Ratchet and Clank, that. I mean, like, I'm not saying it's, like, a bad idea, but it does seem kind of like a weird choice to choose. And maybe the thing was is that one was, you know, maybe it's cheaper, easier. Start. They're trying to kick, because I think the games all had good reviews. And they're trying to relaunch it, so I thought maybe a movie would help. And, um, and it's part of the thing, maybe they couldn't, I don't, I don't know how they couldn't, but maybe for some reason they didn't feel like throwing down money for an Uncharted movie first, which that probably would have been the most logical thing to do, mm-hmm. would have been to make like whatever's your most popular thing at the moment, and then make Ratchet and Clank like your Guardians of the Galaxy later on. Yeah. It's almost like if Marvel Studios' first movie was Guardians of the Galaxy, that might not have panned out nearly the same way. Yeah, which I think right now, like, I noticed that like they tried it for a little while, it seems like they're trying it again. Where once Marvel started throwing their logo, before it was even Marvel Studios, Mar- when Marvel started throwing their logo out in front of whatever adaptation came out, DC did it. And then video game movies started doing it. Capcom did it for like two movies, or maybe three movies. Like it, Street Fighter Legend, Legend Chun-Li. Chun-Li. Just to get you all excited at the beginning. And then the straight to, the straight to vi- video Resident Evil movies. And then, like, I know they did that with, um, I think, I could think of something else they did it with. because yeah, I guess they don't have it on, like, the Resident Evil live action movies. Do they start doing it on the Resident Evil I don't Evil think live- so. They might. I don't know. They might be actually on, like, the last two. I can't remember. But, but I remember, yeah, they would do, like, kind of, like, some kind of, like, thing. Like, get Capcom pictures, almost. Almost treating it like that, sort of. Which, and I think that they're trying, they, they had something like that with this. They opened up with, like, the PlayStation buttons, like the, you know, X, square, circle, triangle. Yeah. And then it's just, like, PlayStation originals, you know. And they, since you can tell the movie, they had a lot of, they had to get, they, they, it was a big feat for them to try and get this thing out to pitch out to, into the theaters. Because they had, like, six or seven, like, different, like, production companies popping up throughout the thing. Yeah, because they had a bunch of animation companies and so on. But here's almost an example. Like, we went and saw this movie. We didn't get... I wanted to see it on Thursday night, but then I just ended up not seeing it then. So we went and saw it on a Friday on its opening day in the sets. And we're in... And it wasn't like we were at that early of a showing. It was like a 5 o'clock showing. So, I mean, like, yeah, it might be a little bit more popular there. But, like, okay, kids are out of school. Blah, 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 blah. We go there. It's me, done again. And then there's 
two ladies and their like five-year-old kids. And that is fucking it for its opening day. Now, I will say, this movie had like no press or anything like that. I never saw a trailer for it. I never saw anything on it. You didn't see any trailer for the movie? Nope, they never played them for it. Okay, I remember seeing trailers online and all that. Well, online's different, though. I'm talking about um, in the theater. Okay, but did you you see anything for it at all before the movie came out? I just knew the movie was coming out. That's it. Oh, okay. So they didn't do a whole lot of great advertising. I only knew about it because I was looking. I'm like, I wonder if there's a movie coming out this week. And I looked. I was like, oh, fuck, Ratchet and Clank's coming out? I'm like, I gotta go see that. So, nobody's in there. These two fucking five-year-old kids that probably give a flying fuck about this. I mean, if anything, they might know Mario, and that's about it, but... You could tell that they didn't even care. They were they're bored. getting up, walking around, yeah, you know, like fucking like jerking off. I don't know what the hell they were doing, but they, was, I almost want to get points like, dude, you ladies need to learn how to slap the shit out of your kids because clearly you have no control over them. <laughs> but whatever, bad parents. What can you do? They're definitely Walmart moms. Yeah, totally. Well, the thing is, it's going to show that like there's nobody fucking in the theater, and here's us who didn't even play the game. We're just here for almost like moral support of like, <laughs> hey, it's a friend of a friend, you know, you know. Really, we're waiting for Sonic the Hedgehog, but... In other hey, movies, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're here to support you, and there's nobody here. So I, ha- I have a feeling that this movie might sadly tank. Maybe it'll pick up steam once it finally gets out there, but... Well, I think something like... Here's the thing. Um, I just think that the audience for this game is like... There's like a maybe a five-year span of people that I might say at this point are probably age... Maybe 20 to 25 or so. I'm not saying that there's not people younger than that that probably caught up in these games later on. But I don't think there's people too much older than us that know a whole lot about it. I think that it's one of those movies that, like... Um, we kept on using Sonic the Hedgehog as an example. I just want video game movies to do good. I want there to be the first really... Because here's the thing. I mean, there are video game movies I like, but I want there to be the first really good video game movie that really kind of makes people say, oh, okay. Pretty much the Dark Knight of video games. Yeah, you're waiting for... We're waiting for the movie, because Dark Knight is a perfect example of, like, that to me felt like when comic book movies finally just got, like, hey, this is a really respected thing. Because Batman Begins came out, but that was kind of a hidden gem that, like, people almost, like, passed along on DVD later on and sort of, like, said, hey, dude, there's this really good Batman movie. But that because of that, that built up making Dark Knight such a huge experience. And Dark Knight, I kind of look upon as like, that's when people said, hey, no, Batman is a fucking serious guy. Let's take him serious. He's not campy. He's not weird. He's not for kids. He's and, a serious guy. And by that, I don't mean like Christopher Nolan's Sonic the Hedgehog. I just mean... <laughs> but I would see that if he did. I would, yeah, yeah. If David S. Goyer wrote it, I would see it too. <laughs> I just mean something to the effect of like... Or even, like, I'm not even just trying to stick with Sonic. I'm just meaning something that, like, okay, this came out. It not only did it make some not only did it make some money, because video game movies do make money. Not all the time, but they do make money. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think like, Tomb Raiders are the highest rated, one of the top grossing movies. And, and Resident Evil makes copious amount of money. Yeah, so they make money. It's just one of those things that would be nice to see him come out and also get, like, some appreciation. Because, you know, I love the Mario Brothers movie, but I know how flawed the movie is. I know it has problems, but I love that movie. Yeah, to me, it's, like, it's practically a perfect movie to me. But that's just because I'm just one of those people, like, that was, like, perfectly made. I, I It was made for our, our generation. It was made for our generation, but I'm not, like, like a naysayer like a lot of people. Like, I like that it does the fucking Blade Runner thing. I think that's an asset to it. Like, to me, that's a cool universe. I would love to even play a video game that was based off that kind of Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. You know? And then other ones, too. It's like, I literally enjoyed Mortal Kombat. And then, even Street Fighter. I like that one as well. There's like, I want people I like, I like quite a bit of video game movies. There's actually, I like probably more video game movies than I dislike. Because mm-hmm. I like them all the way up to like where I go, oh, I fucking love Doom. I like the Dead or Alive one. I enjoy the Resident Evil ones. Even though they're different than Resident Evil, I take them for what they are and then I start to really enjoy them. I guess we, I'm just waiting. Silent Hill's another good one. So I mean, there, there's, I think there's a lot of good ones. And I'm always here to defend video game movies because I know everyone Silent wants to Hill's put them good. down. Yeah. You know, even the Tomb Raider ones, they're fun. I mean, like I say, like, 
But there hasn't been that movie where it's just like, you know, you could take Dark Knight and you could show that to like almost like your grandparents and they would respect it. You know, a lot of these video game movies, you know, you can maybe show it to like your parents, some of them. Like, you know, you could probably show you like your dad do. And be like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's kind of like Alien or something like that. You know, he could probably get into something like that. But a lot of these ones, not so much. And what we need is that one that finally... Maybe War... Or not Warhammer, but um, Warcraft, Warcraft might be the one. Because that's kind of coming up next. Which, I'm not even really looking forward to Warcraft. I'm just saying, well, it's by David Bowie's son. He could probably use some support right now. And uh, also, I want there to be the first good... The first, like you said, kind of like the first well-respected video game movie. Mm-hmm. Let's see if this one is it. Well, because I'll say this. Because the, the video game movies that are sort of coming out right now, it's... They're almost like a different like group of gamers type stuff. Like Ratchet and Clank. Like, that's sort of a different gamer. But I'm still there to show up and support it. Warcraft, it was one of those ones. I never really played Warcraft. I was a Command and Conquer person. That's what I liked back in the day. When World of Warcraft came out, I could probably care less. But as a, for the fact, I respect it as a video game. Like it, it is one of those big, huge ones. You know what I mean? It's up there with Halo and Mario and all these like really popular games. So yeah, I, I think that's a great idea to go with that one and see if that might be the first one to really fucking crack that iceberg that needs to be broken Mm -hmm. and i think maybe with ratchet and clank i think it's just it's a weird choice and i think by kind of making it almost too kiddie they should have made it for the audience that um grew up playing it i think that's what they almost needed to do instead they're making it for their audience in 2001 it doesn't exist anymore that are all like fucking you know in college and above what it kind of felt like to me because i've seen a handful of episodes to it uh it felt kind of like to me um sonic boom with this show, which I've seen a handful of episodes, mm. and there is some funny jokes in there, but it's all jokey, jokey, jokey. There is that, no, yeah, that, that's kind of how the game was, and too. there's no real like serious moment. And I, and I'm not being one of those people who's kind of like, it's not my Sonic because it's not my Sonic. It's made for the next generation, yeah, and that's fine because sometimes people want to just grip on to the shit they like, grew up with. They're raping my childhood. It's like, yeah. nobody, and it, I, do, it never takes away from your original material. That stuff yeah. never gets affected. Yeah, and Sonic Boom, it's not one of those things, I don't fucking hate it. It's just not for me, and that's just the, that's just this interpretation yeah. of Sonic. Sonic. You should play the game, though, because I think you would enjoy it. I have to because give it a sh- it's actually, to me, I think it's one of the best Sonic games in years. Alright, I'll have to give it a shot at some point. I know but everybody like, else wants to poo-poo it, but... Mm-hmm. I'll, have to, I'll have to give it a shot at some point. But the the show does have some, like, funny, self-aware moments. But they're, it's not exactly... Just not my personal preference of Sonic, but I don't dislike it. I don't really hate it or anything. And there, but there are those mo- these moments. It's kind of like one of those shows where... I remember back in the 90s one, it would be like Robotnik is this feared crime, like, like you know, this feared, like, warlord. You don't enter in that city because that's... Ro- that's Captain Republican. That's Captain Republican. He's going to turn you into a robot make you a slave. And, you know, and now this one, then this one, it's just kind of like, it's one of those things like, yeah, he's our enemy and we try and fight once in a while, but it's one of those, it's more of that kind of vibe, like... But if we, we were go- off work and we were at a bar together, it wouldn't be so weird, you know? And almost, no, because they could, li- <laughs> it's like one of those things like they can be over at a restaurant and like Robotic could be standing behind him in line just being like, ah, oh, this guy's behind me, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, the guy that tries to kill me every day is behind me in line, not a big deal, and then we're just gonna have like a, we're just gonna have a fuck you, fuck you moment and then like bump into each other later just to fight later. So it's kind of like, you know, that very almost kind of Looney Tunes-esque and the, kind of... And I know I've been seeing a little bit more of them going towards that kind of old-fashioned cartoon, classic cartoon-ness. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not gonna lie because that actually isn't really my very, very favorite genre. Like, I don't really like things that are too cartoony. I like things that are a little bit more serious and that's why I always gravitate to things like Batman the Animated mm-hmm. Series, X-Men, Spider-Man, Cowboy Bebop, all these things mm-hmm. like that. In anime... For the fact that, like, I like things, like, the material to be taken, like, hey, let's take the source material kind of serious, because, and don't make it so wacky, fun, and loony. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say, this Ratchet and and Clank is kind of like that, where, 
yeah, there's some good jokes. And it throw in like, you know, within an hour and a half, however long the movie is, it, you know, there's, there's a good cut, not just a handful of times you laugh. There's a good couple of times you're going to laugh in this movie. There is some like, you know, you'll probably laugh in every, I'm going to say maybe like every five minutes or so, something like that. Yeah. Because it just throws jokes out there. But those, some of the jokes get a little old and they almost throw bad jokes out there for the sake of having someone turn to them and say, dude, that is lame, which can kind of be lame in itself sometimes. Yeah. And it it's kind of the same thing with the Sonic cartoon. They never really, they don't really have any real raw emotional scenes. And this doesn't really have any raw emotional scenes. And I don't need like crank like i don't need to i don't need like i don't, don't need, need like fucking ratchet on the ground like ratchet holding, he was my father like holding like clank like clank's like, dead body like just crying in the rain like i was thinking no! was, like, he was holding fucking john goodman oh yeah yeah like no like and they have like latin a latin choir come over like please please please, please like lightning going on we don't need anything as raw or as emotional or dramatic as that but you know something like that because they're even the bad guys there's like I can't take the bad guys fucking seriously. And there's some funny jokes. And they're not the bad menacing guys. when they're when they're cracking jokes themselves. And like, there's a part where like one of them's just pointing, like saying, "If only there's somebody we can like turn and get on our side." And he like gestures to like the main to like the crunk, the dumb hero, and he just gestures to it again, and then like puts his hand like he's still like he's like waving his hand, snaps his fingers, pointing at it. It's just like it's kind of funny, but it's you know I, I can't take either of these fucks seriously. No, yeah, and I think that's kind of it. And maybe that's how the video game was in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. But I still think it, what they needed to do is they just needed to kind of age these characters, maybe just a tad, or age the content of it up to like okay. So if you played Ratchet and Clank in let's say two thousand three and you were ten years old, so now you would be twenty three years old right now. Mm-hmm. That's who you should be making that. Who that should have been your target audience, not. Mm-hmm. Like fucking five year old kids that aren't gonna give a flying fuck about your Ratchet and Clank anyways because they have no idea what it is because it's so old. Because kids nowadays aren't nearly as retro gaming as like they once were. Like when we were kids, when we were fucking like so into Atari and shit like that. Even though the Atari was technically before us, we were fucking like it sucking all that stuff this in. This is all we had. Well, yeah, well, was that and it was just like that it, Nintendo. Well, yeah, that. But you would also you were you could be playing PlayStation Two, but you were still fucking playing Atari and all this stuff. It was still very important. You know, where I think kids nowadays, they look at it like, that's fucking old shit. That's like grandpa's stuff. That's what old man orange people play. <laughs> and, you know, so that's kind of how it is. What this movie needed to be, it needed to be Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that's the tone that this movie needed. Yeah. If it was, if it played out like Guardians of the Galaxy, where it was still funny, but, but, but it was moments. still a serious movie, that's what it, I think that's what this thing was missing. I felt like had, like, yeah, cause it could still have a lot of comedy and some self-aware jokes. But Guardians of the Galaxy does have a handful of genuine heartwarming moments exactly. and sad scenes. Like even the small part where like rat where like um Rocket, even though he's kinda drunk and they have they follow it up with a fun with a with a quick little joke, he's pointing a gun at like he's just like, He called me a freak! He called me little and he's he's a little drunk and he's actually it's supposed to be kinda funny, but you but see sad because you see that he's actually very like Un- uh, insecure about this, he's almost on the yeah. verge of tears, and like that's like one of the characters. It's like Fat Andy with a like, gun. He's like, "They <laughs> called me fat." Well, Fat Andy, hope- you are fat. Everybody, everybody laughs. Laugh track. <laughs> I oh, let me say this. I hope things are going good for Fat Andy. I seriously hope things work out <laughs> right good. Now, like he's sitting there listening. To I thought Ryan Dunnigan liked me still. Now he's on my kill list. Maybe I am, but that's that's unfortunate if I am. But I I hope everything's going good for Fat Andy. I hope he got through. At least all he's that thinking shit. about me. Yeah, <laughs> at least he's thinking me in a positive way. But um, 
Yeah, and I think that this movie, there is those moments where it seemed like it was trying to be heartwarming. But they but just throw it, a joke in there. It, it would ruin it with a joke. I think that was the downfall. They would just... You'd have these great moments, and then you'd fuck them up. <laughs> yeah. And plus the music seems so kind of like, no no offense to the guy who, or lady, whoever it was that made the movie, but it seems so default setting, like garage band, the music in the movie. Yeah, I, which is weird, because you think you'd just probably take the soundtrack from the game. And which just, maybe they did. Maybe Yeah, maybe they did, who knows. Once again, we never played the fucking game, so we don't have this like idea here. Mm-hmm. But I will say, okay, just say some positive things on it. There was some great stuff. Like There was a moment, like, and there's a lot of these like old callbacks for some old school like PlayStation gamers. Like I liked when Kronk went to go take it, or he went to go plug in this like kind of card to change everything for to just take away all the defenses. Yeah, all the defenses. He pulls it out and it makes the original PlayStation startup sound. And it was a double whammy joke because one, it was like, oh, that's fucking awesome because it's the old school PlayStation. But two, when he unplugged, it was almost that like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, like when you used to turn your computer on in the '90s because they don't do it anymore. But they used to always make a loud ass sound. You're like, oh, I didn't want to wake my parents up. <laughs> yeah, because he's trying to do it secretly. So he's turning it down. Oh shit, oh shit, like turning it down real quick. <laughs> And then there's, like, also, like, I'll say this. The action, I mean, I know it's a, it's a kid's movie, but the action seemed very kind of, like, nothing really all that amazing. But the battle at the end actually seemed like something you could do. Because at that point, they're switching guns real rapidly. Because something Ratchet & Clank is known for are the different guns. And there's a handful of to- times in the movie they show these guns just real quickly. But the very ba- end, of the, the very end of scene, they're kind of like it's because Krunk basically betrays them, and you see Ratchet and Krunk fighting each other, just switching off all these different guns back yeah. and forth, and that's kind of a cool scene, and that's like one of the cool, one of the few really cool action scenes of the movie. But then you know it gets intercut with like some funny stuff halfway through, and that's where you know, yeah. So I mean, I'll say this: it's a movie that like. You should go see if you're a gamer. You should support it full on. It's like, that's your civic duty as being a gamer. You know what I mean? Like, there's just certain things you got to do. And I feel, unless you fucking are just a naysayer who doesn't want to see video games ever in the movies, then don't go see it. But Unless you really dislike Ratchet and Clank. Oh, yeah, like, I, guess I love video games, but I fucking hate Ratchet and Clank. Then skip the movie. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, we all have those kind of things. And, I mean, it's what, I'll say it's like, on the Leonard Mountain scale, I'd say it's a two and a half out of four. I think it's a good point too. I you know I wouldn't say it's any lower than that because it's it's worth watching. I'm not gonna say it's not worth watching, and there is funny moments in it, and there is good stuff in it, and like you know, there is good characters. There is good in Ratchet here. is a really like yeah, a everything Ratchet and Clank's really good. And this is probably maybe another complaint. I think the game should, or the game. I think the movie should have focused more on Ratchet and Clank. They're actually not focused on as much as they should be. You know they're kind of spaced along with all these other characters and. I guess just me thinking of the, you know, a video game, what do you do? You focus on your main character the whole time anyways. I think there should have been a little bit more of that stuff going on. Because they have to show Kronk portraying and how you get to that, but I still think it just may, may, may as well focused on Ratchet and Clank still more. I understand why he's there, but it just, he's just kind of stereotypical. I am the stereotypical douchebag superhero, you know? Yeah, and I think that's the only thing. There's, there's a little bit too much stereotypical stuff, and I think maybe in 2002 or whatever, that stuff was totally fine. But I think in 2016... It's like we've already seen The Tick. Yeah, it's like we've already seen these kind of things before, and it's it, it feels dated. I will say this movie feels dated, even though it's brand new. And there's a, there is some funny bits, like, for instance, kind of like... God, how, I keep trying to talk good stuff about it, and it, and it always fucking here's is. Here's the funny like, part with Krunk, like the part when like he, he and Ratchet kind of bond for a minute. I will say, at the beginning of the movie... It's kind of like, okay, whatever, there's a few funny parts. Gets the middle. The middle's probably the best part. And then, yeah, kinda... weirdly enough, you mostly never say that in a movie. Like, the middle is the best part of the whole movie, but that's how this one is. Like, at that part, that, that's when I almost, like, was changing my mind a bit about it. 
And then what ends up happening is like uh, there's a part when like Crunk and Ratchet are actually kind of bonding for a minute because Crunk's showing them all this like cool tech they get. And they're flying in the the hallway, and they have the with their jetpacks. They set off the sprinklers, and he says the tech lady, voiced by Rosario Dawson, says like, "Now the sprinklers are going off." Good news, you got a mop here, you know? <laughs> Clean this shit up for me. Oh. And then he just, like, flies up through, like, the, uh, through, like, all the different, like, floors. Like, you can like, use the elevator, not enough time. Bam, 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 bam. No, I, real, realistically, there's a lot of great material as far as jokes in here. I just think it's sometimes oversaturated with stuff. And not all the jokes are funny, but they like, no, but the one ones in five that are jokes, funny, you will crack up, busting up laughing. One in five jokes that come out, I know that sounds like a lot, but one in five jokes... Which they say, because they just like throw them out there. Like, every line, there's Every saying, other line, there's a joke. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like, more jokes in the sitcom. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how else to say it. Mm-hmm. But, no, it's, it's kind of fun, fun. But, yes, do your civic duty, support this. Because hopefully, I don't know what they're going to do next. But, um, well, another cool little thing they did there, too, is when um, Clank was trying to identify what Ratchet was. They showed a bunch of PlayStation characters. Like, they showed Sly Cooper going through his database. They showed Daxter... And then they, they showed somebody else. Like, it went by so fast, I couldn't tell who the hell it was supposed to be. The yeah, one. it was another, um, some PlayStation character. I don't remember which one. But it was kind of cool. But it'd be funny if it was like some like, little big, big planet or something. Well, that's like what I was that. thinking. Maybe that's what it was, which. That, I'll, I'll say this. If there was a little big planet movie, that'd be the one to be like, no, fuck that movie. I'm you, you not going to see passion. that. That is the stupidest fucking game. <laughs> I do not get it whatsoever. But I hopefully hope, though, that this Rack Lake movie does actually end up pulling off and doing somewhat well, enough that they can say, hey, okay, that did good enough, that let's make another CG one, let's do a Jack and Daxter movie. You know what I mean? Jack and Daxter, I think Jack and Daxter would be better because Jack and Daxter does have comedy, but that game got dark and had a lot of character development in it. And it has this whole time travel story. It goes from being magical and whimsical to dark, depressing, post-apocalyptic worlds. And there is a lot of, there still is humor and whimsy to it, you know. And I think, you know, the third one, it's all like Road Warrior. So I think each game was a little different. I think that could be a good, I think, I think you should maybe to make, I mean, I think people are more familiar with the Jack from Jack 2 and Jack 3. Maybe combine the stories between Jack 1 and Jack 2 into the same one, maybe. Because Jack 1, he didn't talk, and they're very self-aware about that. And the second one... After he's tortured for two years, he's like, I'm fucking pissed and I talk! Like, okay, okay, cool, you know? Well, then maybe that's the thing to do is, like, I think it would be the smart thing of Jack and Daxter. Because that game almost, like, perfectly aged. So, like, if you were 10 years old and you bought Jack and Daxter 1, well, now you're 12, and then they almost aged it up for a 12-year-old. And then now you're 14, when the third one comes out, or 15, they aged it up for that. So, like, it was, it was a smart thing that they did with those games. They, but I think that's the thing to do is, like, if you make a movie, that Jack and Daxter... And this will be a ballsy thing anyways, since it's... If you're going to do a CG movie... You could probably do that one live action, but let's just say they did CG just like they did a Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. Do a PG-13 one, because nobody's yeah. done a CG PG-13 movie for the big screen, it seems like. They have one time that I can think of, and that was Nine. Was the that Sa- The Sackman movie, that's PG-13. I thought that I was like PG. It. No, it's, that's PG-13. Well, I, was say, I think Spirit Within might have been Final Fantasy. That was PG-13 too. Yeah. yeah. Which I think that Jack could do good, because I think that, I mean, I, I did see trailers for Jack and Daxter, thing not Jack and Daxter, for uh, Ratchet and Clank. And it did look more like a, a kid's movie. I was like, oh, probably better when and I, I see it. And I think that's the thing, though, is they, they went for, like, that kind of, like... They went for the regular CG. I think what happened is there was a focus group that said, well, you see, PG movies, you know, CG movies are always PG kids' movies. That's what they are. So, 
your thing that you're going with is like the nut job and Ice Age. This this is like your demographic. And that's I think, sadly enough, I think that's what happened. I think that if they did do a Jack and Daxter movie, you said, I know this is just the go-to, it's Guardians of the Galaxy, though, would be the perfect tone. I think this is the perfect tone for Jack and Daxter as well. Because that, that's already a good, I mean, it's mad, it's mad, that right there is a matter of just trying to condense the story into one movie. And um, I think you can do that, because that's actually a really good game series. And I thought the character did have a lot of character mm-hmm. development and a lot of interesting characters in it. Yeah, so ho- hopefully, when it all comes down to it, they'll get it all dialed in pretty soon. But mm-hmm. till then, yeah, check out Ratchet and Clank. It's worth watching. Do your civic duty. As a video gamer. Yeah, support Japan. <laughs> support Japan and their American companies that make their games for PlayStation. But... Speaking of one little quick Japanese thing, they had the new Star Fox game, which is kind of like a movie, but in a video game. And Nintendo, even though I will say, maybe they kind of came back and played it sort of safe, but by playing it safe, they released a really sweet-ass game. I actually want to say this. I should have said at the beginning, but if you're still listening, awesome. Um, a friend of mine, TJ, he has a he has mm-hmm. a channel called Honshot Gaming. And basically, he does play uh, walkthroughs and playthroughs, and he's going to try and do more like story-driven stuff. He primarily focuses on Destiny. Um, apparently Destiny has this big lore, all this, like, different stuff to their stories that I guess aren't exactly forefront in the game, but you can look into it. Uh, there's this character called Dragon Yor, and I guess it's a real known script about where, how he went evil. Conversation between him and his little ghost guy. Um, he actually did a video, kind of Red vs. Blue style, mm-hmm. of, uh, of basically... Dragon Yor, the script where Dragon Yor decides to go bad. I guess he's kind of the Darth Vader of this universe, and he and I he had me voicing the main character, Dragon. So nice. um, that's up right now. You just call. I like how that just cut right into my Star Fox talk. Though I thought you were done with the Star Fox talk. <laughs> no, I was fucking done with Star Fox talk. I thought we were about to close it up. I didn't know. I thought you were done. You just like shoveled me out of the way. You're like, whatever. Fuck Star Fox. He's a gay character. No, I thought we were done. I thought, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to... Sh- I, didn't mean- I was just like, man, at first I was like, like, who the fuck is this TJ guy shoehorning in on my fucking talk? I'm sorry. He's thought- not paying us for fucking ads. <laughs> oh, my bad, dude. I, I honestly, I saw a pause and I thought you were done. I honestly thought you were done. My yeah, bad. that's okay. It just anyway. slipped my mind. No, no, I'll, I'll, get, I'll make this real quick. You just look, I just did a voice for this character and it's basically, I'm, pl- I'm almost playing it like... Uh, you like this? Most playing like Woody Harrelson from Out of the Furnace. Nice, that's a good way to go about so, it. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry, dude. I honestly didn't mean to like. <laughs> I didn't mean to crowbar that in there or ram you off the road there. I th- honestly thought like, oh, for a second, this all came out of left field. So I was like, what the fuck is this TJ guy? I, just I, I didn't see a check from TJ. Is he paying the fucking I just, automatic for, bill? I just forgot. Oh shit! I told. I was just I was like, oh fuck! I told him I tell him about this because he made a link to Old Man Orange in the video. So nice. Well, at least he did that. That that makes up for it. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. I, I literally am sorry. I didn't mean if the guy just told to grab the steering wheel like, I got this! You know. I was about to talk, whenever there's a Wii U game come out, I almost feel like that's something you gotta sort of talk about, because here's the thing. Unless you're a Super Nintendo fan, nobody's really buying Nintendo stuff anymore. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, that's sort of... Even people that own Wii U sometimes don't buy Nintendo shit for them anymore. They mm-hmm. just have them. They just have them sit there in their house collecting dust, sadly enough. Mm-hmm. But Star Fox is one of those ones, like, we've always been looking for, like, the next Star Fox 64. And I really like Star Fox Assault, mm-hmm. or the one that came out. Is that what it's called? Uh, I think it's, it's Star Fox Assault for the GameCube. On the GameCube one. Like, I really enjoyed that one a lot. And I know it probably it didn't do mainly as well, because it had, like, maybe a little bit of glitches, but, like, I just kind of looked past them. It was like, it's fucking Star Fox, mm-hmm. and this is the closest thing we're getting. But this new Star Fox on Wii U... Yeah, it's sort of kind of like, story-wise, it's kind of a remake of the 64 one, which is technically a remake of the Super Nintendo one. I mean, I guess that's sort of Zelda-style, you could say. 
But level-wise, you know, they're all kind of different, but it still plays pretty much like the same thing. It's totally badass. Like, you know, it's hopefully it'll do good enough for... I mean, for Nintendo, I think there's, like, the certain Nintendo gamers like myself that, like, they'll just buy everything Nintendo. It's, like, it's one of those things. Like, that's why I didn't play Ratchet & Clank, because I was fucking playing GameCube, I guess. Um, here's one of the, Here's a question I have about that, because um, huh? I don't have a Wii U. Um, and I know that you're not saying, take this too seriously, but it's more of those things... Often reviews can determine how good the game is actually going to do. Is the game getting pretty good reviews right now? I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen anything. I, well, I don't really look at reviews on stuff. You know, I see them in like Nintendo Force, and but they mostly like anything Nintendo. So I guess you could say Game Informer. Like, I don't trust their reviews so much because they'll be like, oh, you well, know, yeah, unless yeah, because they'll be like, well, you know, Destiny here did give us you know some money, so I guess we can give them a. 9.5? Or IGN, the same thing. Yeah, like, I, I literally feel a lot of times those guys are paid off, because you'll get a game that's, like, a really fucking awesome game, and you're like, yeah, well, that, those fuck fuckers didn't pay us. 6.5, there mm-hmm. you go, nobody will buy your game now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which you think by their standard, they'd want every game to have a 9, because they want to sell them at GameStop. But. Going back to twi- going back to Sonic the Hedgehog for a second, the Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter basically does a lot of trolling and just try... The Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter handle is actually really funny and they're very self-aware about a lot of things. Uh-huh. And they IGN had, like, a, send us your, like, best, like, fan art or whatever and they did, like, just a joking thing of, like, Sonic, like, a very, like, almost like drawn with a crayon. Like, Sonic Adventure 5. Like, IGN gives 7.8 too much water. And there's, like, there's, like, a pond next to Sonic running, <laughs> just an arrow pointing at it. Well, that's not how it is. So, I mean, I will say this new Star Fox, I have a feeling that those companies might not like it. They'll be like, it's too old! It's what old people play! That's what I've heard. I've heard some people kind of attack it. Um, like, you know, this is great for being 2003. I've heard some of that type of shit. No, to me, to me, it's perfect. Now, the only thing that's kind of weird is you got to get kind of used to those gyro controls mm-hmm. because you can kind of tilt the controller to aim like your, you know, shooting reticle. And at first, that was like, what the fuck? I felt like the most old man gamer. Like, this is like, <laughs> it was like, it was so hard to comprehend. It was like fucking somebody, it was like, okay, it was like flying a glider and then all of a sudden somebody threw you into like a 747 and said, fly this shit. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I can handle this, you know? And after I, you know, it took, took a handful of levels, pretty much I had to kind of go through the main game. And because it plays like Star Fox 64, it's not super long, mm-hmm. but then you can go back and there's secrets and all kinds of things like that. And after a while getting used to it, it's not bad. And then it's actually kind of nice for some things because, you know, you could be flying and there's something above you, you could just tilt your controller up slightly and then you go sh- and shoot it as it's above you, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. That is pretty awesome. So and once you get used to it, it's good. I can see some people playing the game for half an hour and go, this is fucking stupid, and throwing the controller and never playing it again. Mm-hmm. But if you put in that, like, yeah, maybe an hour or so, you get kind of used to it, and it's not so bad. But for me, it's fucking awesome, because it's literally almost like a total sequel to Star Fox 64. My only kind of complaint, I wish it just kind of continued on the story instead of being kind of a remake, you know? Yeah. I know that's kind of the modern thing, and I know that's... I think Nintendo almost played it safe by doing that, by the fact that, like, the last Star Fox games never really did a whole, really good, because, you know, you had that one for DS, where it used the Star Fox 2 tactical kind of engine... But in that process, it made it like, so you had those 30-second battles, and that was kind of just whatever. It wasn't a bad game, but it was kind of like, eh. You know, and then Star Fox Assault, I really like that one. You really like that one, but I think unless you're a hardcore Star Fox fan, people kind of pass it along. Even though I I really do like that game, it did have problems in the sense of kind of like, I just wish the team was less fucking hapless. I mean, Slippy's especially hapless, but it'd be like, I'm on the ground with the fucking blaster. Fox, get this guy off my tail! Yeah. I'm inside of a fucking building with a blaster trying to kill aliens. I'm on foot. 
can't get one of these other fuckers to do it? Like, oh, this guy. God damn it. You know, not just Slippy. It's everybody. So, and that's like one of the, in the or like there's the, near the mission where you have to go after the aparoids or whatever, where like you're inside their little like base and you're just shooting all like, you know, going through this little maze or there's a little too much to do at the end. That part, and they had the same thing, like, Fox, get out here and help us take down, you know. Too the, much back and forth in that aspect. The, the but, nice thing about the Wii U one is, okay, every once in a while they'll be at, like, like, Fox, tell me. But it, it never seems like that ever gets in the way very often, this one. Okay. It, they, they really kind of fix those problems. And the kind of cool thing, too, is at the end, like, when you beat the level, however many people they shoot down, you get those points, too, which is kind of neat. Even though it's supposed to be, like, eight. Yeah. <laughs> you shot down 248. They shot down seven. You're like, Alco shot down three of those guys. That makes him the second best of the team. <laughs> yeah. You know, he gets a gold medal as well. <laughs> but um, other than that, it's like they kind of fix all those kind of issues in it, which is kind of nice. And then, yeah, as far as it play-wise, it's just great. And it looks fantastic. The graphics are amazing in it. They bring back characters like Bill and Cat and all those things like that. And as I said, like, yeah, it's like the game almost feels like it could be just like a sequel. And maybe Andros just came back and whatever to Starbox 64 like if, if you really think about it in your mind I guess it could totally be because story wise it's not the same as you know the other one do they have anything like because that was one of the big things they kind of like changed a lot they never really answered do they have like the amputated robot legs oh I don't think I don't think they do like how they did like the other ones for some reason yeah because they would have and then like they kind of like the first game, they had the amputated robot legs, and then they get to Nintendo 64, and it looks like, well, those are very thin ankles, but maybe you can kind of go either way. Maybe they just got boots on, yeah. Yeah, and then it kind of goes like, they never really come, then they, the other one, they just have regular looking boots, like it's one of those things that they, cause actually, Yeah, I think this one, they just have regular looking boots in it. Because it's like, is they just thicken that out so it's not as obvious? Because actually kind of, I mean, is I'm not trying to like, I like the idea of animals with missing limbs. <laughs> but it's more like, I think that's kind of cool because it's one of those things like, because people like would, it was like they connect into the ship. Yeah. And that kind of gives them better control and quicker, or some weird nervous system kind of thing. Always thought that was kind of cool, but, you know. Yeah, some weird kind of dark sci-fi thing. Mm-hmm. But no, this game is one of those ones like, to me, it would sell me a Wii U. I mean, like, it doesn't take much. I realized, I looked at my collection, I got actually more Wii U games than I have both PS4 and Xbox One combined. Mm-hmm. So that might goes to show something, at least, you yeah. know. But, yeah, who knows? Because I think this is literally about the last big Wii U game. I don't think mm-hmm. there's anything else coming out after this, because after that, it looks like it's NX. the NX, and the Zelda's coming out for the NX, so... They're they're pushing Zelda to the NX now? No longer the yeah, Wii U? It's, they're gonna do, I think they're going to do the Twilight Princess thing where it comes out of both of them, which means... Why would you? That was get... funny with the Wii. Just like we got, hey guys, I just had a revelation. What's that? We don't got fucking shit. <laughs> we got a. It's the big thing. It's the big, the big GameCube seller. Let's also put it on the fucking Wii. <laughs> so they're doing that too with it, which, you know, I, I this I feel like I'm fine with the next coming out. I'm totally fine. Like I, I don't really care. Like I'm not a fucking kid anymore. Where I'm like I can't afford this stuff. You know, it's just like yeah, you just mm-hmm. save up and it's easy to get. Plus, video game systems are really the cheapest part of mm-hmm. video games. The games are the most expensive part. It's not really the system. Yeah. So, I'm totally fine. Like, if, they, if, if they're going to release a system that's going to be able to compete or be even better than PS4 or Xbox One, I'm so fine with that. I wish what they would do instead. I know this is more confusing probably for, like, the stupid average, mm-hmm. like, Joe. Attachment? But, um, yeah, I wish they just did an attachment where you just hook it up to your Wii, clips on, plugs into the USB ports, just adds all the extra processor, RAM, video card, and hard drive that you need... And just it has a Blu-ray drive and all that kind of stuff that's missing. Pretty much just adds everything that's missing. Just call it the missing link. I don't know. Ha ha ha. Snare drum. Yeah, just call it um, that. And that would be fucking awesome. But I just know that fucking mom and pop in Oklahoma are too fucking retarded to be able to comprehend that. Something PlayStation could probably do that. You don't like mom and pop in Oklahoma. I don't like. They're fuck-ups. 
That's why they live in Oklahoma, where fucking tornadoes take them out all the time, and they can't figure out that that's not a smart place to live. <laughs> I, we, do, we just lost our whole Oklahoma demographic. I hope you realize that. That's okay. We weren't losing much. <laughs> we just get some listen like, I love these boys, but they just broke my heart. Oh, God, there's a tornado. It's going to take all it took the house again. Well, I guess I got to start rebuilding, just like Grandpappy always said. Once it breaks, you rebuild it. Why? Because you're too stupid to go somewhere else. I don't know. I, I watch those things on the news, and it's just like, this tornado wiped out an entire town. This is the 10th time it's happened in the last 30 years. And you're like, well, fucking leave. What the fuck? And then people go like, well, they're too poor. What do you think people did for the last 10,000 fucking years? They fucking walked. <laughs> don't give me that poor excuse or like, oh, I don't have a good enough car to fucking walk. I just want to clarify real quick. I honestly thought we were winding down a second ago. I was like, I just want to mention about Star Fox real quick. That's like, okay, I'll mention this and we're probably done. So just to clarify, sorry about the whole interrupting. Yeah, I'd I like how you like apologies like four or five times. It's like, no problem. I just feel bad doing that. I just always feel like... Wait, what are you like, you know, I probably should apologize for insulting the guy in Oklahoma, but instead I'm just going to apologize to my co-host. No, no, we're, already, you're, there's, no, we're not getting the guy in Oklahoma back. Oh, we're not getting the guy in Oklahoma back. That's already done. You already put that in cement. I just feel, I just, I don't know, I just feel bad being that guy like oh by the way i just thought literally thought that was one of those things where we were winding down like oh yeah check out you just thought you'd be those guys like let me see that microphone there hey well right over here right to me only yeah no it's all good but um no but like that was i thought it was one of those things oh by the way check out star fox awesome also check out this dude's video you can interrupt me oh fuck i'm sorry i didn't want to fucking hear about that you know But um, I'm kind of thinking about the NSX. Is the what, NA, not NS- NSX. What is NSX? <laughs> like the, that's uh, like the band you're thinking of. Oh, right. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, where it's spelled I-N. Whatever. The, what, the one where the guy killed himself or whatnot. Oh, yeah, that one. The guy from the 80s who killed himself. Uh, there is, um, what was I going to say? The, the NX? Is that what yeah, it's, it's just called the Nintendo NX at the moment. And, I mean, because here's the thing. It's like, a Wii, I'll say right now, a Wii U, if you went out and bought one in the next year, even though the NX is coming out, it's still totally fucking worth it. Because there's about at least 15 fucking awesome games for that. And that's about all you really need. I feel like the, even when the NX comes out, even though I love Nintendo, I still feel like in some way they're going to be a little behind. Like, they're still not going to have a Blu-ray player, or they're still not going to, you know... I, I don't know, I feel like even though it, this may be, like... I don't feel like it's going to be, like, the next big generation. I feel like it's going to be kind of like PlayStation 4 Plus. Yeah, I mean... I, I'll say this. I know I'm all kind of people like I still look more forward to Nintendo games than, than like, a lot of PlayStation and Xbox games coming out. I mean, there's certain ones like Gears of War Four. I'm looking really forward to. You know, Uncharted Four. But I'm, I'll tell you this: Star Fox. I was looking more forward to that than like any game that's come out in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Like that's how much I was looking forward to that game. So and it, and it comes out very strong. You know, I mean, it should probably have multiplayer and things like that. There's always those kind of things that maybe Nintendo needs to like jump a little bit more on. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. If the NX, if they just go balls to the wall and just say, we're going to do it right, we're going to make a system that's not only powerful, a little bit more powerful than the PS4, it's going to have a Blu-ray player, it will finally play DVDs, and you don't have to fucking, like, get some, like, you know, third-party fucking jerk-off Johnny in his basement fucking <laughs> making that software for you. Because that was the thing about this dumb about the Wii, is it can play DVDs, but Nintendo just said, this says it can't play DVDs. So you've got to get jerk-off Johnny software hooked up on there, so you can play DVDs on your Wii, which is just kind of dumb. I think it's one of those things, like, it's a video game system, so we're going to keep it like a video game system. And it's, it's one of those things. Like, I, I we don't want to get out of that in a way, none of that, none of that DVD programming in a way. But it's, it's kind of dumb when you got, like, Netflix and all that stuff on it, it is, too. You, you know. you, you're doing the same thing, but... 
So hopefully, if they just do it all right, just say, hey, the system's, like, fucking up to par. You can play anything coming out, you know. And then, and then if they just do the thing, too, where once the system's good to go and they can get all their third party kind of back, and then they have all the extra things like the Blu-ray player and all the bells and whistles, and they got a hard drive built into it that's big enough and all this good stuff that they're just missing, hopefully the next step for them to just really, like, fucking conquer Because they technically don't need the third party. Everybody always says, like, they need the third party. It's like... No, they don't, because Their Nintendo games party. are so good. But the only downfall is they can only release so many Nintendo games a year. Exactly. If, if they could just get a couple of, I guess, third-party people to make their games, which they sort of do anyways, and just start really, like, you know, because they got, like, fucking 20 franchises they could really, like, crank out stuff, and just literally had, not not to the point where they're cranking out, like, Assassin's Creed, but, like, where they rotated it, like, every three years your game kind of came out but in the other years you got the other stuff so you know here's a Star Fox game and then three years from now we can have another Star Fox game here's our Metroid game here's our Zelda game here's our Mario game you know blah 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 blah, and just really go forward with it and then just maybe even taking some of those titles and making them kind of a little bit more adult oriented and yeah I think the one thing about that is um I think that like you know like you said Nintendo games are already so good that they kind of I think they're self-sustaining like they're not going to be right now where they stand they're never going to be Xbox or PlayStation but their games are so good they're self-sustaining mm. like okay we got our fan bases but I think that they're finally looking at it you know what's really killing it right now a lot of American publishers so let's just yeah. start upping it up the ante just so we can get some of that money cuz why just settle for our own audience when we can get a little bit of something bigger well, on the, on the original Nintendo, that's how they, you know, that's how they made so much of their money is because you license out all those other companies and they pay you to have their game on the system and boom, that's how Nintendo makes a bunch of money mm-hmm. there and that's the thing they kind of lost. And the thing is, no matter what, when you're playing a Nintendo system, like, y- you know, the people that kind of complain that they don't have the third party support, well, those aren't really Nintendo fans because when you buy a Nintendo system, you're buying it to get Mario, Link, Samus, and all that stuff. But I guess in some cases, oh, I'm, I'm going to play Devil's Advocate here for a second. When you get a video game system, you probably want more than just, like, these two or three big games a year. Well, there's more than that, though. I mean, there's, like, 15 of them, you know. No, I know, but, I mean, every it seems like every, it seems like you get a very big, important Nintendo game. Maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe you can do... Because you have the Wii U. Yeah. But it seems like you maybe get, like, a big, important Nintendo game every... Like, every, like two a year or three a year, almost. Yeah, I mean, I'll like. say that's probably about on average. Where, right? I guess, if you're going to spend that much for a system, you probably want more than that. You know? Yeah, I, I guess that's what it all says, because like the Xbox One, I mean, what did I buy that for? I bought it for Halo and Gears of War. I mean, I literally just bought it for theirs, but they have way less than Nintendo does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. And t- I, you know, I got the new Tomb Raider with it when that came out. But I guess so. there's uh, certain things that come out for both PlayStation and I guess Xbox. I guess because I'm buying those like, third-party ones for like PlayStation instead of Xbox and stuff. But Yeah, because I mean, all I have is a PS4 as far as current gen, and I mean... Nothing, I mean, you know, I like Gears of War and I like Halo, but I guess not enough to go out and spend, out, spend hard-earned money on, like, a system just for those two. Yeah. And so, I guess most of my third-party and uh, main-party kind of just goes straight to PlayStation. Yeah. Well, I'm almost kind of people, like, if there's a good enough game, to me it can almost be worth it just for, like, a couple games. Like, I'll say this, at the end of a system's run, all you need is ten good games. I, I know there's people out there It's like, there's not 400 games for me to play. The system's not worth $400. And I hate those fuckers so much. I want to slap them upside the fucking head for their ungratefulness. But for me, it's like, there's only got to be about ten really good games. If there's ten really good games, the system was totally worth it. Everything else from that point on is just bonus. Mm-hmm. You know? But some people, they get so fucking entitled that they spent, like, fucking $400 is nothing this day and age. Really? It's really fucking nothing. Sadly enough, 
you know, like a hundred dollar bill, like that's almost like the new twenty dollar bill. Mm. When he gets down to it, I mean, you could spend a hundred dollars like in a day easily. All you have to do is fill up your gas tank, get a couple things to eat, buy some groceries, and next thing you know, you go to the movies, boom, you spend a hundred bucks. It's nothing. You know, so four hundred dollars really isn't a whole lot. As I said, it's the video games that are more the expensive part because you know if you buy sixty dollar games and you buy fifty of them, well, that's a lot of money right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, even sixty dollar games at ten dollars, there was only ten games at sixty dollars. That's six hundred dollars plus tax. Mm-hmm. So you've already spent way more than the system there. So the Wii U, if I got if I got over fifteen games, and I'll say at least ten of them are fucking badass, it's totally worth it. Totally mm-hmm. worth it. I got my money's worth out of it, and then some. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't wait for the index. But that's just coming from a Nintendo fan. If Sega releases a system, that'd make me even more happier. But you know, till that day, they keep on talking about the Dreamcast too. Well, that, that, that's uh, that's actually third party making that. Really, a third? What party it is? Thing? It's a Dreamcast. It's actually kind of sounds badass. I kind of wanted to. I meant to get one. Is this a Kickstarter. Kickstarter Indiegogo kind of? thing? Yeah, it's yeah, a Dreamcast. Right. That's like it's got HD cables on it. It's got a fucking hard drive built into it. It's pretty much just like the most like rapiest like the rapiest the rapiest like, like tentacles flying out if you get near it or something. No, like the rapiest as far as like is extreme. It's like the rape edition of the Dreamcast. Like you could have all these fucking emulated games on and everything like that because the Dreamcast community is fucking huge for like emulators and all this kind of stuff. And people are still super popular about the you know Dreamcast stuff. That's why Shenmue Three made like way more money than any. But he would have thought. There's got to be, I don't know, I'm just guessing, and I'm not doing any call-out. I'm guessing there's got to be a podcast out there called the Dreamcast Cast. Oh, yeah, there's the, the, the Dream hyphen cast. Yeah. Or something like that. There's Fuck, we can do that. that. I'm playing up Dreamcast games. Make that a fucking side, I'll be side the guy, podcast. I'm the, guy who got, I'm the guy who came on the Dreamcast at the end of its lifespan. We bought it like for 100 bucks. And they got a bunch of games very cheaply. That's so. sometimes like the best. I used to do that back in the day. That was almost like the, one of the best ways. Like, you know, it was kind of like with the Xbox, the original one was at its end. And I think 360 just came out. Maybe it was out for a year. I bought an Xbox original one and went out and bought a copious amount of old games. And it was perfect. Like, you know, I probably spent like $75 on the system off eBay. Got a bunch of games. And for like $200 you spent, you got all this entertainment. And then even on like other systems too, I've done that before. Where you kind of get them towards the end of their life cycle. Like PS3. I bought that when the PS4 came out, and you could kind of do all your catching up, and it was great, and you didn't spend a whole lot of money. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. But other than that, though, that was fun. Check out Ratchet and Clank. Don't fuck that guy over. I know it's not the most perfect movie, but it's still fun. It might push us forward to more video game movies. You never know. Exactly. Well, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, and more. Um, check out our Patreon if you want to help support the podcast. Also, I'll put some kind of link down below. In the description of maybe Ratchet and Clank or something like we talked about on the podcast. Something Batman-oriented, maybe. Yeah, something, whatever the fuck we talked about. Um, there's a probably Batman reference. I don't even know if we had one until then. But That's the reason I said it. Gotta say Batman on everything. <laughs> um, so click that. That helps support the podcast. Whatever you get on um, on Amazon. I almost said a podcast. Whatever you get on the podcast. Whatever you get on Amazon, no matter what, just use that link and that at least sends something, something our way. It doesn't cost you any extra. Then you can go to Patreon if you want to help support us there. You can do a little monthly donations. And if you don't want to pay for anything but you want to still support us, go to iTunes, rate, review us. That all kind of helps there. And you can do the same on any of our other websites as well. Till then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Check out our website at oldmanorange.com for even more podcasts, cartoons, videos, music, and more. Send us an email at oldmanorangepodcast at yahoo.com. Be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, or any of the other fine sites we might be located on. If you want to help out even more... 
click on the Amazon or GameStop links on our webpage before you make any purchases there. It won't cost you a penny, but it sends us a little something our way. Thanks again, and tune in next week for more Old Man Orange Podcast.